0: Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC.
1: Morning, I completely forgot the other day. At the end of each month, we have to do our invoices. And I completely forgot... Today is the last day that I had to get the blooming thing in. So quickly, yesterday, I bought some cheap paper from Poundland. And God knows, I tell you, it's like greaseproof paper. Absolute rubbish. So I'm going to have to spend a bit of money, a couple of quid, to go and buy some decent paper to print the thing off properly. Anyway, hope you had a good weekend, didn't get blown away. And uh, Nick will be with you tomorrow. In fact, he's going to be with you every day for the next two weeks. So he's, uh, I mean, obviously saving up to buy my, my Christmas present this year. or well, failing that, save, saving up to buy some, some decent sandwiches. Fancy trekking around London to give away a, a cheese sandwich. <laughs> do you know what I did the other day? I was going to go to my brother yesterday, but the weather was so atrocious on the motorway. I thought, no, seriously, Stephen, do not waste your time. Do not waste your time. So I, I left a message for him and said, listen, I'm going to have to turn back round again. This thing looks dangerous and I'm not driving when it's dangerous. But actually, it, it, it turned out to be OK, but it got a bit windy a little bit later on. He then said, oh, because, you know, he fell down the stairs and oh, disasters everywhere. But uh, apart from that, we had a nice week last week and uh, we had a good weekend, which was very nice indeed. And, uh, and I think this week's going to be a very nice week as well. Every week's good because we're now into March, the 4th already. We're now into the 4th f- of March. Have a tea. I didn't have a chance to get a tea. Because I was too busy sort of trying to shuffle in. There's so many people when Nick Abbott's here. He's got his hair, makeup up people. There's also, I mean, everybody's looking after him and sort of, you know, making sure that he's... Ha- the rest of us just sort of wander in, you know, and sort of just to sort of do it. But, uh, it's, you know, somebody, you've got to catch him on a good day. He has an entourage. I mean, seriously, I didn't, I didn't, I thought that was sort of only something that went out with sort of DJs from the 60s. But no, no, it's still working quite nicely in the 20s. And uh, he's got a little entourage. And then there'll be a little group of people outside the building. Yeah, whoa, all that kind of stuff. i get nothing. i just get the road sweepers. Nobody. But, but fancy trekking around London with a cheese sandwich. I've just left it on the top of one of the bins. Somebody would have picked it up, but they're very fussy now. They're very fussy. P- people go, what, what is that? You go, cheese. Well, I had smoked salmon the other day. Oh, okay. Um, Anything else I can get you? Sushi's nice. Let's go for sushi. But I did some little sausages, and I was going to give them to somebody on the street, but the the person who I normally would see on the street wasn't there, so I ate them. And they were just... I I felt a bit guilty. Felt a bit guilty about the whole thing. Uh, And then, what did I watch over the weekend? Nothing. I really did... I had sort of one of my bone... Last night, first time ever... I don't know why I slept all the way through to quarter to twelve. I've never slept through to quarter to twelve at all. In fact, it was I was sort of lying there, you know, when you're sort of in betwixt the devil and the deep blue sea, and you're sort of thinking, "Oh, this is nice. I quite like this." And uh, I had to post some uh, some things off to a friend of mine who's uh, who deals with pensions and everything else. And uh, so I sort of wrapped all those up and sellotaped it and all the rest of it. And uh, and I, I woke up and I looked at the at the clock and it said quarter to twelve, and I thought, I "Can't say quarter to twelve. You've never seen anybody move out of bed so fast. <laughs> I was so fast. Seriously, I mean, I, would, I have to do all these certain things. You've got to go to the bathroom, got kind of up a wee, then you've got to pick up your shaver, then you've got to go to the kitchen, then you've got to make a cup of coffee, then you've got to take your tablets. You've got to sit. It, it becomes quite complicated. I mean, just getting through the, the initial part of the morning is a little bit stressful. But I thought, no, I can do it. I can do it. But I was in such a rush, I didn't have a chance to drink my lemon juice. I didn't even make my pancakes. If you remember, I bought some ready-made pancakes, frowned upon by the weekend producer who went, oh, ready-made pancakes. I felt like I was sort of a heathen or something. And he said, ready-made pancakes? I said, well, how else? He said, well, you make them. You, you know, mix an egg or something. I don't know what you do. And, uh, and I said, well, how do you know how much to make? He said, well, you keep eating them until you've used it all up. I said, well, with the pancakes ready-made, you just turn the frying pan on to the maximum heat, throw it on there, it'll sizzle a little bit, and then it cooks it really well. Then you put some filling in. I bought the filling yesterday apricot, and I bought some lemon juice as well, and I discovered it's got something else in it, it's not just pure lemon juice, this one I bought, and it's a very familiar lemon juice, but I can't remember why, so anyway, I, I sort of kind of kind of stopped with that bit, so I didn't even have the pancakes yesterday, which is just as well, just as well, and um, and and then I sort of, I, I said, I'll have them tomorrow, I'll have them tomorrow, so I'm going to have them today, I think, I think that's what I'm going to do, uh, great in conversation last night, although I'm not happy with Mr Abbott, he doesn't seem to believe you drug, no, he knows everything, he's winding you up, why can't people see that, why don't people understand that bit he's winding you up, he knows exactly what I drive, heavens above we've had his bum more times on the sick than anybody else's, yeah he knows it's just that he obviously likes winding up his uh, his listeners, Ian says M&S used to do a lovely cheese celery mayo sandwich no they still do it, still do it and Sainsbury's do a turkey club oh right, I think I've had a turkey club, I quite like, that's quite a big sa- that's quite an expensive sandwich, a club I think Kylie Minogue was at the forty-first Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras party on Saturday. It was a great time, says Shane. Oh, she'll go anywhere. You just say, yes, she knows the crowd she appeals to. Of course, it's Kylie. Okay, so ninety percent of her fans will be gay. That's that's how it. uh... You had your hand over the top of the cup again. You did. Why is he wearing that horrible mustard-coloured thing? Which makes it look as though he's sort of part of a caramel crunch. he said, why are you eating the past? Don't eat your past. What's it, the matter? Oh, goodness. Honestly, you know, you, you, you do your best to help the little people in life, the people who are struggling, and uh, and you get rewarded. No, no, you don't get rewarded at all. You just basically get a shrug and then he shoves his uh, pass back in his mouth again. What's the matter with you? Honestly. And then, having said to me, I said to him on Friday, I said, do not phone me until Sunday. I don't want to hear from you. Well, he couldn't resist Friday, could he? Off he went on a little roller coaster ride, and then and so we had that, and then we had something on Saturday, and in the end, I'm sort of thinking, why doesn't he just go away? You know, and then Sunday morning, hello, Sunday morning at seven a.m. early part, he texts in again, as if as if it was all about him, but it isn't. I need to knit you a jumper, says Sue, with great big weights to put in the pockets, lest you fly away. There's some poor kiddie in Canada. There's a picture in the, in the paper, bless his heart. Eight years old. He's on a ski lift. And ski lifts are very good, but you've got to jump on them really fast because they don't stop for you to get on there and sort of rearrange yourself. You just get on the thing and then shh, off it goes again. Anyway, breaks down. He's stuck. He's about 30 or 40 feet up in the air. And, uh, and his mates tell him to jump. From the ski so he jumps from the ski lift I thought very brave if there was a trampoline underneath I could understand it but uh, it's dreadful no uh, no no tricky driving says Jim we need to keep you wrapped in the cotton wool to keep you going till at least 2050 no chance and uh, Ron says maybe Nick is working every night to get him on his way to replace his 21 year old banger I love it is he convinced you that he's driving a really old car you should see it. I tell you, this thing, I tell you if I could afford to drive it I I would have one of those cars as well but I can't afford to drive it oh he's loaded, why do people tell people fibs, it's like at one point people were writing into me saying oh she's heading up to your big birthday I went what, 45 they started sort of having this sort of argument backwards and forwards, I think I'm a very good 45 actually I'm a rubbish 65 but uh, anyway £2.45 for the Turkey Club says Ian Mm. That's just sort of lettuce and tomato, isn't it? A little bit of bread, isn't it? I think. Steve's listening this morning. Uh, Clacton on Sea, very wet, very very wet. But that's all right. It's only water. It's not like it's sort of acid rain or something like that. It's only water. You can have a good shower. Night and a lot of lot of puddles. Well, it's been raining. What do you mean? There's a lot- See, that's what I'm dealing with. All of a sudden, we've had the big drama this morning. Loads of puddles because it's been raining. What did you expect? Snow? A glacier coming down over Waterloo Bridge? No. Puddles. Of course there's puddles. Goodness sake, honestly. Seriously, I just... I mean... (sighs) I'm going to have to get him blocked on the telephone. It's a lot easier than him sort of writing in all the time. Because I, I begin to feel I'm part of the Samaritan's lineup. I begin to think that he's going to start phoning. If, if everybody gets a problem, he's be, oh, are you are going to go, oh, best wishes. That's what I get on it. I tell you, he has got a death wish, really. Uh, and then Kerry, listening, Kerry lives in Shetland, which is lovely. And uh, says, unfortunately, woke up early this morning. Well, they go. She says, do you ever stop talking? Um, it's a speech radio station, sweet pea. Perhaps you don't know that. Perhaps that's why. Should we try what? Just stop talking. I couldn't stop talking. I can't do that. It's not very entertaining pro I have to keep talking. I get paid for talking. And, uh, and that's, uh, I love that. just you ever stop talking? Of course not. That's what it's all about. I mean, you must. Perhaps, it, perhaps it's best that you're up there in Shetland, isn't it? Uh, and then Janice. She says, well, Steve, comma, She's obviously some sort of old secretary or something. You made me laugh sometimes, but you've let yourself down over Stacy Dooley. Wrong mate. Wrong mate. A little bit tacky, isn't it, Janice? Uh, she's a nice woman. It's got nothing to do... Are you... I mean, we did explain this properly to people, didn't we? The reason they were complaining is because she's celebrity porn. OK? It's got nothing to do with Stacy Dooley. Nothing to do with her at all. It could have been anybody. Could have been somebody from Coronation Street. So you need to really, I mean, try and listen more. It's not easy. Obviously, you've got to that stage now. And she's travelled all over, exposing wrongdoing. It's got nothing to do with this. Have you followed any of it? Or are you really that dim that you think it's to do with her? She's not the type to parade a victim. What, so you know about the little child, do you? Do you know who that child is? No, you've got no idea at all. You're, but you're like all the other trolls. You think you know what you're talking about, but 99% of the time, you know, to gain publicity for herself, that's exactly what she was doing. I mean, even you can't be that dim. That's why it had Stacy Dooley's name under the photo and the little black child had no name at all. But that's obviously OK in Janice's books. She says you obviously do not know what she does. You are a troll, aren't you? I didn't realise that. When I first started reading it, I thought maybe you're sort of part time troll and are out of touch with what the public thinks. Really? Really? I think not. In fact, in fact, I'm so much in touch with everybody else that comic relief have said they were going to stop doing it years ago. And the majority of black people have said exactly the same. It's porn. It's, you know, she went over there to raise. She wasn't making a programme. She was over there because they went, oh, you're a celebrity, you can do this. Quite like your programme, says Janice. Well, we don't like you and you're blocked. I've decided so much easier. Can't, I can't deal with people whose brain is not engaged. Dreadful. Sanjay says, decided to start my week in being a bit naughty. Pancakes with golden syrup. Oh, no, not golden syrup. I never like golden syrup. My mother used to use it for cake making, I think. But I, I don't remember too much about it. And, uh, and Eddie Says when you go to Aberdeen, why well, have people got this idea that I'm going to Aberdeen? I promise you, I'm really not going to Aberdeen. I'm not going to turn up on on Missus Woman's uh, doorstep, and be sure to get uh, to make you a roll with square sausage and potato scone and brown sauce. It's a must. Sounds horrible. It sounds like peasant food, doesn't it? If you love it so much, why don't you go back up there and live? It was all a favour, honestly. We don't want you down here, I tell you, ruining my programme at all with your talk of square sa- Square sausages! Who makes square sausages? They do. They
0: do.
1: Oh dear, What else happened over the weekend? I'm trying to think, actually. What else happened over the weekend? Nothing. It was just wet. It was just, oh, I went out to get some uh, some more begonias. I've become now upset like a man, possessed, going out to get begonias. When you go out there and you go, and I, I, I can't remember... What colours I bought. So I bought the colours all over again. So I've decided each begonia, all the same colours, all in one pot. I don't want to mix it up. And I don't know how big they're going to spread, actually. Uh, another one here talking about rushing about, uh, says Gary. I had 15 minutes to get ready to catch a bus like Grease Lightning. In that time, I managed to strip off, have a bath, wash twice, I'm a fresh clothes and get out the door. Good job, the bus stop was just over the road. <laughs> I keep hearing about this two part Michael Jackson documentary. It's uh, it's on Channel 4, I think. It's basically, they've got a film... I think Nick Ferrari's going to be talking about this one. Uh, they've got um, a filmmaker who's managed to find people who claim... who claim that they were abused by Michael Jackson. There's no evidence that the Jackson family and the estate are not very happy. Typical Channel 4. Typical Channel 4. But strangely enough, the BBC, Radio 2, apparently, they have a, a 2 station aptly named, have decided not to play any more Michael Jackson music. Odd, isn't it? Very odd. Uh, The the worst thing is that he doesn't have the right to reply, because he's dead. So you can basically say anything you like about him. And that's exactly what they proceed to do. I don't think it'll change. Fans of, of Michael Jackson will go, listen, why do they think this went on? What, because two people have come forward and said, oh yeah, that definitely happened. You can find a million and one people. If I said I'm going to give a £1,000 to anybody who's, who's got bleached hair this morning. I bet you anything, I could fill the switchboard up with people, i got bleached hair, i got bleached hair. Seriously. It's very easy to find people. It's like whenever you did that, uh, that thing, do you remember when Yuri Geller did that thing, you know, phone in if, if your watch has started again. I could fill a switchboard. Fill a switchboard. People will, will say anything, absolutely anything. But because it's, uh, you know, because he's, he's not with us anymore, he can't reply. He can't reply. Families are suing Stephen Yaxley-Lennon. God, oh, that sounds a bit posh, doesn't it? Hello, Stephen. Over his refugee rants. That's the, that's the, the thug who wants you to call him Tommy Robinson for some reason. <sighs> wonder why. Because he probably feels embarrassed, I should imagine. Grace Jones wobbles down the catwalk at the age of 70. Barmy mad she is. Absolutely barmy mad. You remember her years and years ago. You can find her on YouTube. When she's sitting there, she's on the Russell Harty show. And uh, he interviews her. And does, you know, a little bit of chat and all the rest of it. Then he turns to talk to somebody else on the programme. She thinks he's turning his back on her. So she hits him. A rather aggressive, talentless, talentless little woman. She's 70 now. And by God, she looks it. Iceland do square sausage slices, says Chris. Not in our one. We're, we're, we're Southern Jesses. We don't have square sausage slices. How do you cook square sausage slices? I don't know. Yeah, right. Fr- he thought the other day, Chris, he um, he's he he can make his own kebabs apparently, this one here. He he wrote in to go I can make my own kebabs. <laughs> he's obviously got the complete machinery sitting in the corner of his little bedroom, that little bedsit, and he and sort of he turns and he sort of obviously doles them out the window or something. Who makes their own kebabs? Never heard of it. Do you mean you go to Iceland and you buy that, that processed kebab meat and then you sort of stick it in a pit of bread? Do you do that? What sort of kebabs do you do? Oh you just mean things square sort of skewered. Oh, barbecue them. In your bedroom, are you allowed to do that? You go, oh, the terrace. Oh, there's a terrace. Good Lord, above, honestly. are oh, The mullioned windows and sort of sentries and things like that. Very nice old house. Well, suits you down to the ground, doesn't it, really? That, that terrace, those terraces, honestly, they must be delightful. And you have a little barbecue out there with some chums coming round. And they go, are you going to be doing the barbecue? And you go, yes. And they go, we'll eat elsewhere. It's always easier, isn't it, to go and eat somewhere else. Never, you know, if you haven't checked out the hygiene, don't ever go and eat at somebody else's house. It's the worst thing you can ever do. You go to barbecues, I have a good look round. If I don't see a certificate from the local council, I'm not eating anything. Is this, no, seriously, I think it's unnecessary. I want to try and maintain the status quo within my, my body that has served me quite well so far. I don't want to go and eat. I've seen the way people cook things. On a barbecue. They've got flames up, you know, as, as high as the sky. And then they throw on a piece of chicken. And then it comes off all burned. When you bite into it, it's raw in the middle. Raw. No flames on a barbecue, please. Thank you very much indeed. Not supposed to have them. Uh, also, um, how one family is surviving without having televisions, iPads or even mobile phones. But they do have deadly scorpions, crocodiles and giraffes. Yes, it's another family who've gone to live in the outback. And, uh, and they love it. The kids grow up. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, I'm i a bit, bit scared about all of those sort of things. Even even giraffes, because they've got very long tongues. And they've got a picture of them, sort of, it sticks its head in the window and, and they, they feed it. Very odd. And isn't it, how, how about this one? How about this one? You never guess this one. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire is coming back tonight. OK, it's the start of the new series. And can you believe, I mean, I can't believe it either. That there's somebody who is up to the first million pound question. They race through all the questions and up to, for the first one in the series, liars, liars. Because Who Wants to Be a Millionaire is a standalone programme. So you can record them, and obviously, you know, the, the, the first ones will be rubbish. There's no way that that person who gets to, uh, to go for the million pound, they've done that for publicity purposes. So they found somebody halfway down the series. Most of it's probably filmed, I would think. Yeah, but he, but he he did 14 questions, one after the other, got them all right. Yeah, exactly, we now know... Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah, but you don't know if he's if he's going for the million pounds. He does and he doesn't get it. OK, I'm just telling you that now. <laughs> I've just made that up. I've just made it up. Why not? They're actually looking for publicity for the programme. But it's not the same without Chris Tarrant. I don't care what anybody says. Much as though I adore uh, Jeremy Clarkson, Tarrant was the one who did it. He he was so much better at doing it. than. than you just can't have a replacement. You just cannot have a replacement. But uh, yeah, so the bloke's going to go for the million pound. I mean, what luck. What luck that that was the show that kicks off the series to try and get a bit of bit of cheap publicity. That's the only way you can do it.
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning,
1: everybody. Monday morning, 4th of March. Uh, We don't do anything for 4th of March. 1st of the March, we do the pinch and a punch and no returns and pinch and a a kick for being so quick. By the time we get to the fourth of March, nothing, absolutely nothing. But I hope you're well, and uh, looking forward to another another week of exciting radio programmes. Uh, lovely, jubbly. Only fools. The musical rakes in eight million quid in advance. Seriously, I mean that that's that's quite a lot of money. That means because you need an advance with a with a west end show. You've got to have enough money to keep it going to pay the cast and things like that. Otherwise you're in you're in dire straits. Now they've got 8 million in the bank. That will now generate more money. And so well done. Well done to them. We did we did say it was going to be uh, good. Uh, Kim Marsh's agent still trying to pretend that her client's career matters to us because they're going, "Oh, uh, she's she said she won't do I'm a celebrity get me out of here." <laughs> they don't want you, dear. They Don't want you anyway. You're not interesting enough. There's no edge, there's no nothing at all. She's leaving Coronation Street, Kim Marsh. She was the one who was in the little group called Hearsay. I can't remember what their big hit was, if indeed there was a big hit. But uh, the other ones are sort of faffing around somewhere. Uh, Mylene's here. And then it was all, it sort of went a bit pear-shaped after a while. I don't know why, but anyway. And so she's leaving Corrie. She's been there long enough and she's now decided. These are the these kiddies, the one who fell off the ski thing. He fell off the ski thing. Amazing, isn't it? All that high height up there. Don't Canadian kids look so much healthier than our lot? You know why? They're more. They, they do more exercise. We don't do very much exercise. You know, for them, they go out, they do exercise. They get. Go, they're, they're going skiing. How many of us can go? Oh, I think we'll, we'll 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 go skiing today. But it was a it was a long way up. Frightened the life out of me. Look look drop 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 drop. And then they, they let him... I mean, I thought that was brilliant. It really frightened me, actually. I can't do heights. I, can't, I feel ill sometimes watching things on the television, but he, but he got up and walked away, so well done to him. Uh, uh, Pablo says, Chris Tarrant wasn't interested in doing the revival of Millionaire. It's got a new format. It's exactly the same, isn't it? I watched it the other day. It looks exactly the same to me. Unless this new series. Different number of questions. Oh, perhaps it's different. Well, it's just different number of questions. Not very exciting. Not really a new format. Uh, Jeremy Clarkson's put his own spin on it. No, I didn't think so. I didn't think so. I've seen quite a few with him on it. Uh, also, you can tell when you found Nick Abbott's Aston Martin. There's a free cheese sandwich on the dashboard. Does Dave O'Brien still drive a Clio Hunchback? He's. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember what he drives actually. It's it's a it's a it's a It's a, vol- it's a sensible type car. It's. A, I mean, it, 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 it's you know, it's it's the sort of car you would expect. You would expect him to drive. Lovely. But a lot of people like sort of antique type cars, don't they? And, uh, Steve, I thought of you last night when a piece came on about the inventor of the Cat's Eyes. And they described the fact they're self-cleaning. You told us about this last week. First again, says Bev. Yeah, I sometimes think they listen to this, this programme and then they go, because the amount of times I've mentioned something and then blow me down, turn on the television and there is, and I'm thinking, but I spoke about that the other day. I thought, no, perhaps I'm psychic. Psychic Steve. I can tell what people in Scotland are thinking. It's that good. It's that good. They must have been blown to pieces, mustn't they the other day? It was very windy up there. Have you checked with your parents to see if the house is still around? No, you haven't, of course you haven't. Silly. It's still standing, is it? What your parents or the house? Goodness sake, honestly. Both. That's lovely. Have you have you sent them something? No, okay. David Beckham beaming in front of his because every day is a David Beckham. Hello. With that funny hair on his head. He's got a new LA Galaxy statue, although he didn't make much of a mark with them. Although the hair doesn't look much like the stuff that's on his head at the moment. It's sort of a bit sort of floppy. When was it that? When he was playing football. That was years ago. Uh, Vicky didn't look too happy either. God, she looked miserable. She's wearing her sort of trademark dark I've got uh, conjun- <laughs> conjunctivitis uh, glasses. But she looked so miserable. Even all the papers have gone... You know, she looked really bored and really uninterested, yeah. Uh, Because, unfortunately, she didn't like it if it's about somebody else. Not so good. Hearsay's big single was pure and simple. Oh, that was pure and... Yeah. Yes, I remember it now. I remember it. But uh, they didn't last very long, did they? And then Kim decided to sort of go into acting. Uh, And now she thinks she's done 13 years, so that makes her a proper actress. So she's going out there to probably have to do a reality show. Because she's she's not really of any... She's not really made her... M- I couldn't even tell you what she does. I mean, does she run the pub in... Cor- Nobody knows here. We don't know anything about her. We just know that she was in Hearsay and she's been in Coronation Street. But she's never had any sort of big storylines, as far as I know. Whether they give one to sort of see her off, I don't know. Steve, and uh, GMB today, apparently. Katie Price will be on about her dreary life. Two words, Who cares? Says Dave, I know we're so bored. Well, actually, the latest thing in the papers, but they never ask her any of these questions. I've got all the questions for them, okay? She she's thinking of taking her children out of school, okay? Because everybody hates her because she's a foul mouthed non entity. I mean, the language. Because Kieran's girlfriend has got children at the school as well, and uh, unfortunately, Katie Price, the one who drinks a lot. Uh, started effing and blinding in front of all the other mums. So, of course, they don't like her. As you can well imagine, she's deeply unpleasant. She's an old woman whose cosmetic surgery's gone up the spout and uh, and she doesn't really have anything going in her life. So she's going to take the kids, she said, out of school. But again, I bet you anything on GMB, it'll be the same old rubbish you've heard a million times before. Yeah, because the press never, like, get it right. No, you were drunk in control of your car. It's as simple as that. In fact, you seem to be drunk quite a lot of the time really, so I bet you anything she's going on there with Harvey, and she told him that, I wonder if somebody on, on the panel would dare to be strong enough to say to Harvey you know she's going to put you in a home <laughs> and he'd be going and, and then somebody would say what do we say to that Harvey and then he's going to be saying the rude word again which everybody thought was terribly funny first time round, well you know you could just imagine the language in their house I just imagine the other kids know all every word under the sun but uh, not not very pleasant at all. But I'd love to be that person on GMB and go, do you know, Harvey, she's thinking of putting you in, in, a, in a home and just sort of letting you come home at weekends because uh, the kids are too frightened of you. That's what I'd like to see. But they won't, of course. It'll be the usual sort of mm, sugar-coated kind of interview. But I'm hoping, Susanna... We'll, we'll kick-start. That's what I like to hear.
0: You're listening to a podcast from
1: LBC. Morning, everybody. Steve, listen to the talk on dementia with Scott Mitchell, who's Barbara Windsor's husband, as you know. My nan had dementia towards the end of her life, but I'm sure it was down to a man knocking her unconscious and robbing her. She was never the same after. I don't think anybody ever recovers from, uh, from stuff like that. That's the only problem, isn't it? Where, where it comes from, I've got no idea, but uh, we've got loads of positive feedback. Scott... Uh, Barbara Windsor's husband is going to be running two marathons, a half marathon and a full marathon. So he's training three three days a week. I mean, frankly, I'm, I'm, I'm training to walk to the bus stop. Don't want to go any further. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, also, also, they're talking about raising the age of buying cigarettes to being 21. I won't stop people. Why do they? I mean, you sometimes wonder, the people who come up with these balmy ideas, they go, if we raise it to 21, then nobody under 21 will be smoking. Are you stupid? Of course they'll be smoking. Of course they'll be smoking. Shops will be selling cigarettes. They sell booze to underage people. Why wouldn't they sell cigarettes to people? They're not going to buy cigarettes not to shift them on, are they? I never understand why they... It's like, you know, the mayor goes, oh, we're going to have a knife amnesty. And you think that's going to work, do you? How is that going to work? I mean, let's make the age of of consent 20. All teenage pregnancy solved. There you go. There we go. We've just brought in another law. That's fantastic. Uh, At the age of gay consent, 16 at the moment. Let's make that 50, shall we? You know, as as if it's going to happen. It was stupid enough when it was 21, assuming that people sort of hung around until they were 21 and went, oh, good, I can have sex. There's no way that you're going to stop people buying cigarettes. They just get brothers and sisters and older people to go in and buy them for them. That's what they do. I mean, unless they're going to start, in in all the the shops that sell cigarettes, going. I'm sorry. Who are you buying these for? We've had stupid cases, haven't we? Really, really stupid cases where somebody's gone in to buy some booze in a supermarket and they've taken one of their their children in. It'd be a father or a mother. And the person on the till goes, "I'm sorry. How old are you?" And you go, what? This is my child. Uh, Would well, you could be buying this booze for the child? Seriously, Pe- people. I mean, honestly, I can't. I can't cope with it. Uh, Steve, do you think Darren will return from Iceland this time round or do a Fletcher Christian and disappear with the natives? Um, well, he's got he's two weeks over there, isn't he? I mean, that's a blimey, that's a lifetime. Isn't it? Two weeks in the same place. Do they have a holiday home there or is it they just stay in a hotel for two weeks? Is there enough to do in, in Iceland for, for two, two weeks? I don't make a big deal about it because I'm sure it's, he loves it. He loves it. But uh, it's never appealed to me in the slightest. Presumably they've still got snow. Still got snow. And he's two weeks there. Is he in sort of like... Do they have the the equivalent of a travel lodge or Premier Inn or something like that? (laughs) Because otherwise it must be terribly expensive. Terribly expensive. It's it's a very expensive place anyway. It's just never interested me. I don't know why. Have you ever watched the American game show Let's Make a Deal, says Martin? I think I might have done. I think I might have done, but I, I can't remember. And Donnie says, Excellent in conversation with Scott Mitchell. Pleased that you've helped to raise the important... Matter of dementia and how it can affect anybody—absolutely anybody—we can all. I could be affected. The producer could be affected. Actually, perhaps we should play a guessing game. Which out of us three here is going to be the first one to succumb to something like that? Is it running in your family? Does that does that necessarily follow, though? If it's in the—I know that when I—is it like that? I remember when I, when I was diagnosed as diabetic, they sort of said, "Anybody else in your family diabetic?" I couldn't think of anybody. Nobody at all. I'm a lone voice in the wilderness. That also runs in your family. (laughs) You've got so much to look forward to. It's basically you, actually. Scottish boy, of course, will be out there cutting logs, shirt off in the middle of winter. Hey, Steve, let's go and build up the fire inside, you know. We're having scones and things like that. Actually, I nearly bought some clotted cream the other day and I couldn't remember if it was really fattening or not. It probably is, isn't it? Everything bad, everything bad is is fattening. And I had a lovely cup of soup the other day, which I, I felt a bit better about. I've started taking husk things. I don't know what they are, actually. A friend of mine said, oh, you need to take these things. They're very good for you. Keep keep your stomach going and all the rest of it. And I thought, oh, lovely. Uh, also, Ralph, who says, did you celebrate Carnival Monday when you worked in Vienna? Uh, uh, no. No. When I was there, and it was some years ago now, we used to go to all the universities. They used to have big fancy dress parties. You know, isn't it funny? I was only thinking about that the other day. That my friend Paul brennan is has uh, been living in Vienna now for God knows how many years long long time and, um, and I was thinking that I used to do the breakfast show for some reason they wanted me on the breakfast show out there in, uh, in the English language service, and so I, I did the breakfast show and and I remember thinking, we would go out to all these balls and places like that, never have thought about how much sleep are we going to get. Isn't that funny? Only when you get a bit older, you start worrying about, oh, I got three hours last night. Forgot to ask Scottish boy, you know, what he did for the weekend, because it's always of interest to nobody. And uh, you generally sort of say to him, oh, so what did you get up to at the weekend? And he'll, he'll probably come up with some cockable story about he made a kebab for somebody, or, you know, it'll be something terribly uninteresting. In the late 70s, says Ulrika, I was enjoying myself late at night at the Limelight. It's still there, but it's just not... I don't think it's a nightclub. I did programmes from the Limelight. I did radio programmes from there. But I fleetingly had met Grace Jones during numerous nightly excursions. That night she approached me and asked if I'd like to join her in an infamous gay nightclub in Soho. No! A gay nightclub. Good Lord. In Soho. Off we went. The place was full of leather-dressed machos. Within five minutes, Grace knocked on of the super machos out. Knocked on? What does that mean? I don't understand that bit. We were not asked to... Oh, right, she knocked somebody out. Oh, right, knocked somebody... (laughs) Charming. Charming person. If you have a square sausage, says Andy, sandwich, drink a gallon of tea with it. It's like cardboard. I don't want a square sausage sandwich. Oh, we can hear that. He's got selective hearing. I've suddenly realised. You say something about, oh, so-and-so, so-and-so, and and you get no reaction from him. You mention the square sausage again. Is it like because he can hear... You little liar, honestly. You really are, honestly. Small wonder your parents have rented your bedroom out. 84850... Oh, sorry, I didn't know about that. I'm so sorry. That's next week. That's next week. It'll be fine. Uh, what do we got? People still enjoy, if you're older, sex. Somebody said... Somebody... What? Somebody said to me once, they said, how, how often in, in, in the course of a year are you supposed to have sex? And I said, the course of a year?! Like, you know, I said, well, what what, 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 sort of average? And they went, oh, sort of twice or three times a week. I said, two or three times a week? Nobody has sex two or three times a week unless you're, you're some secret pervert. That's not normal at all, is it? Why would you want to do that? And also, if you don't have a partner, where would you get these people from? Well, you get them by going onto an app, apparently, on your phone, and you're either tindering or grindering or doing any one of a number of strange things. And they're perfect strangers. I mean, I said... Two or three times a week. I said, listen, two or three times a year would be pushing it. Good lord about... what a waste of time. Oh, it's horrible. Horrible, 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 horrible. I would rather have a little a little tiny sausage. I don't know why I said that actually it doesn't even fit in with having sex, does it? But uh, it's a lot of effort, isn't it? It's a lot you don't need to do it. It's like finishing a jigsaw, you sit and you think, I've got one piece left. Where in God's name does it go? It's a bit like that. And it's it's cold exactly. You don't want to take your clothes off. I mean, the idea of actually getting to bed and somebody says, "Will you be taking your jeans off?" I don't think so. No. And then all of a sudden you're in bed with somebody, and that hand wanders over. You can cut that out straight away. Don't like that kind of thing at all. And then they go, "Go on, take your at nighty off." And I'm going, "I'm not taking yeah, cold hands." But the worst thing is, if you're sleeping with somebody in a bed, and I'm no expert on this at all, I'm doing it now from memory, you know, you wake up halfway through the night to discover that the duvet has vanished completely onto the other person. And so you go, you nudge them, don't you? You nudge them. And all of a sudden, they grudgingly give it back, and then they roll, and it goes again. In the end, I had to get up and get dressed and put put my dressing gown on. I've slept in a dressing gown before now. Seriously, it's I mean, it's such a passion killer. It's cruelty. It's mental cruelty. It's not right. But to say that people are having sex twice and three times a week. Who? Who? Probably up in Scotland they might be doing it. But that's only, you know, for the sake of a bit of warmth, isn't it, really? But down south, not like... And they go, oh, when, when you're young. It's like when you're married. You get married and it's like rabbits. Seriously, it's like rabbits. And then after about a month, it's a case of, oh, God, who can be bothered? Seriously. People don't care. And then you settle down to having a nice life. That's how it works. But uh, it still goes back to that sort of old people having sex. They've now started giving old people condoms. Well, you're asking for trouble. You're asking for trouble. I'm afraid that's encouraging them to have sexual things. You know, and and also they've started giving people Viagra. So now, if you can't even manage it, they give you a condom which you couldn't actually fill properly anyway. And now they give you Viagra to help you. I mean, seriously. Are they doing this free? Free. Like <laughs> they're being sick next door. <laughs> it's hot. I mean, seriously, don't give people stuff like that. It's not good. It's not nice. I mean, and then it's awful, isn't it? When you when people say, oh, of course, people your parents' age are still having sex. You go, stop it. No, they're not. They're really not. I promise you. <laughs> uh, Will Will it he says first 4 a.m. spike of the week. And I'm up working on a story about World Sleep Day. How do you manage that? World Sleep Day. You'd be the last person to do World Sleep Day. Because that means that you don't sleep. You don't sleep, do you? So that, that's why. Whereas I do sleep, which is actually quite nice. I said, well, I think it's quite nice, actually. <laughs> it, last night it was. It says, the irony is not lost on me. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> Actually I think it's great to be up at this time I've sometimes gone out, I've got dressed and done things At this time of the morning I've sort of gone out for a drive or I've you know emptied some plant pots I bought some big garden sacks the other day I mean I'm going to have a field day with those Because after the the wind it's sort of It's knocked a few little bit, nothing particularly special I recall the great Victoria Woodsteve Who said she'd rather have a coffee and an Ovaltine Harold dear, do get dressed I've seen one in a book and I was not impressed (laughs) that's true. I once got refused four cans of lager at Tesco. They said they needed ID for my wife. Well, I was in my 30s while my wife was in her 20s and was eight months pregnant. I've never understood it. Although the the supermarkets always defend them. They go, that's actually very good that they are checking on people's ages. So there you go. How are you getting on with your turmeric tablets? I don't feel any better, actually. I don't feel any better for taking turmeric tablets. I'm taking so many tablets. I've got to remember, don't take them all at the same time because one might cancel another one out. This morning, luckily, I did. I did remember to actually take the tablets. Uh, so, Freya. This is uh, why. Why we call them Freya. This storm. We're going to uh, presumably A B C D E F. So the next one will be G. It'll be Gordon, won't it? I Think Gordon. Storm Gordon. What else is the next one going to be? It'll be something stupid that I've never thought of before. Gresham, or something. Is it? It's a storm. Gareth. Storm Gareth. But Gareth's such a nice name. Why would you think of something horrible like a storm? Gareth. So Freya and then Gareth. What's after Gareth? Hannah. Oh. oh. The one after that is Idris. How many Idrises do we know? One. <laughs> Only no one. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, just, be, just be careful. Still a little bit windy. Uh, plus, plus, plus. Uh, the Burns survivor, who's the new face of Avon. And that's good news, isn't it? You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. Mind you, you wouldn't know I was burnt, you know, unless you'd see me with my clothes off, which is very unlikely. Oh, I don't know, though. <laughs> Why not? Let's push the boat out. What about Auntie Enid, Steve? Doesn't she have an impairment going? Oh, what, listen, what impairments has she not got? I mean, she's got all sorts of things going on. Fr- frankly, at the moment, it's uh, it's it's a blessing. She's on holiday, actually. She's on holiday. We sent her to Gran Canaria. She's She won't know. You won't have the faintest idea.
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Morning. See, we've struck a chord with the how many times a week is normal, apparently. Two or three times a week, says Jim. Are you sure they're not talking about pleasant dreams or a full English? I mean, it's ridiculous. Have you ever heard anything like it? And they're encouraging it. They're encouraging it by giving people condoms and Viagra and stuff like that. Goodness sake, honestly. Colleague of mine... Uh, told me she and her hubby do it all the time since the kids have left home. They're lying. They never. People always say they go. Oh yeah, you, know, you still? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, they're, no, they're not. Nobody is. And apparently, uh, Steve, I'm told if you want to spice up your sex life, do it in the car. Well, that's ridiculous. Mine's an automatic. It would never work in the car at all. Terrible. Uh, Steve, Viagra. Giving it to men in old people's homes now. Stops them rolling out of the bed and them, oh goodness. Uh, three times a week, says Lee. It's been more than a while for me. I know. Where do people get that from? Even the people next door, and they're, they're they're under the age of thirty, ish. They're, they're they're sort of slightly disturbed by this as well. But uh, could you pass my details on to a lady spiker that fancies some shenanigans? Well, oh, nobody fancies shenanigans. Honestly, when shenanigans went out, you know, with, um, with sort of loads of other things. Yes, only if the the lady spiker is a police officer. Amazing. What was that what was that dreadful joke that came out a short, short while ago? Somebody said, oh, I've been talking to this girl online. She's she's 15. And now she tells me she's an undercover police officer. How clever is that? <laughs> I'm always amazed that people do these sort of things. You, you'll love the picture on the front of the sun. Because to be honest with you, I'm not sure if it's, if it's a fake picture. I'm not sure if it's a made-up picture. Or it really is. Philip Green caught on film kissing a grimacing worker as she sits nervously on his knee. Well she's kind of fallen into him. I mean I'm not sure if it's a genuine picture or it's it's and it's a setup or it really is him. And it really it really is like that. It really is as, as bad as that, I'm afraid. Storm Freya, says Nick in Q, it's worrying me that some of these storms are named after my exes. Probably most of them, I should imagine. Uh, raising the price of tobacco pushes poorer smokers self medicating with the stuff because of some psychological or emotional problems further into poverty and will add tobacco to the list of drug dealers' illicit stock in trade, says Gary. Yes. And, uh, Steve, I listened to your interview with Scott Mitchell over the weekend. My mother passed on Friday. It was a great help to hear your chat. And I'm now an avid listener. We don't do it every week. We don't do that every week. But, uh, anyway, it makes it a lot easier. Well, hopefully it should do as well. Steve, I'm 36, says Travis, and I haven't for a while. Well, you wouldn't. I've seen your picture. I mean, come on, let's not be silly about this. It's based on looks. If you don't have looks, and there's probably quite a few of you out there that don't, you know, then uh, you're not going to be getting anything for ages. You know, you 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 could stand in a in a bar all night clutching a bottle of prosecco, and it's going nowhere. You know, three times a week for me, Steve, but apparently only once a week for the wife. It's an oldie, but it's a goodie. And uh, Steve, you would think that uh, the age of the population is growing, the government will put more money into dementia and other age-related problems, but guess what? They won't. I know. They'd rather hand out free condoms and free Viagra as opposed to putting money into Viagra... Um, money into Viagra. As opposed to putting money into, into dementia. You know, I, I don't understand it at all, but they're, they're raising some money... Scott Mitchell is raising money with the help of the uh, the folk, the good folk from EastEnders. Popped into my car dealership yesterday to ask a question. Never mind lack of sleep. The manager was hoarse from shouting to be heard above the music whilst in a nightclub the night before. That happened to me last year after a party. I was hoarse for three days. Too loud, too loud. Actually, in, in Twickenham at the moment, they're digging up every bit of the road they can think of. It's either Thames water or gas, and it's just non-stop non-stop. So they've started on one side of the road. You had to walk miles. They don't care about you. And, uh, and now they've started on my side of the road. They've started digging up the pavements and all the rest of it. There's bound to be some cock-up somewhere along the way. But uh, they're obviously doing it now for reasons best known to themselves. I think we're losing another, another two shops. We're, look, we're not looking particularly brilliant at the moment. And Greg's is moving. Greg's is moving to the station. Now, if they closed Greg's in the high street, that would be a big mistake. Because that's very popular with the lunchtime trade and everything else. Nobody's going to walk up to the station to go to Greg's. take my word for it. They're really not. It's just a little bit too far. And so what they need to do is just open a little tiny Greg's up at the station and just do sausage rolls and things like that. You know, some of their sort of... Don't bother with the cakes and everything else. But uh, Steve, I had great sex at 50. The only thing is, I live at number thirty-seven. That's an old Bob Monkhouse joke. That's an old Bob Monkhouse joke. And uh, Steve, sex can be nice, but if you go off it, you've got problems. It's like changing from orange juice to grapefruit juice. I don't. Yeah, we weren't sure if there was a punchline on that one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Seriously, I've got no idea. Uh, right, what are we going to do? I gotta, I've got to. I've got to take a break. If I. I'm, I don't take. No, I'm fine on the break. Oh, good. Okay. Let's do the sun then, shall we? Because they've got this picture. They say. It's sleazy Sir Philip Green, uh, but I, I don't know if it is or not. And Dancing on Ice's Vanessa Bower shows it's no gold barred as she prepares to slug it out for the trophy. And so she's down to her underwear. How sad, isn't it? How sad how the women's movement has disappeared completely. And uh, Here's the tycoon cuddling his worker and calling her naughty. Might be her name. She might be called naughty. You know, one of those sort of showbiz type names, and uh, who's that? And, and 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 does do we know anything about American Beauty? I don't know what it is, but apparently there's some some bloke here, Ranj Singh's partner in the last series. Who's he? I've never heard of him. Who is he? Is he some? No, this is. Oh, it's not. A... No. Oh no, it's for the. It's shot an American Beauty style sequence for the upcoming Remembering the Movies tour. God, how dreary. A, I'm a bit bored with all these people doing things. Oh, look, there's Diane Abbott uh, just before the egg attack on Mr Corbyn. Diane Abbott always looks as though she's just blanked out, doesn't she? I don't know why, but it's it's. I always I, I quite look forward to seeing her speaking because she seems to lose her way halfway through. And when she used to do the thing with the bloke who does the railways, Michael Portillo, she'd sit there this week, which is, which I think they've axed, haven't they? They are actually. It's a shame it was very good. She was useless on it, because she she sort of she spent most of her time looking up to the heavens as if she was waiting for divine intervention. But uh, she turns up the other day, and uh, some some man egged uh, Jeremy Corbyn. It's not the first time we've seen this. You get some silly people, and um, he was given blooms. He went to uh, I think a mosque visit, visit my mosque day. Yeah, unfortunately, it's the Jewish thing that's not going to go away for him at all. And then Diane Abbott, as I say, I mean, you sometimes think you ask her a question, never quite sure if she's understood it. She certainly didn't understand the ones from Nick Ferrari, as we're all well aware of. So, who wants to be a millionaire will see its first million pound question tonight when the show returns for a new run. How lucky, how lucky that it's the first show. I bet it was about 10th down the line. They went, oh, thank God for that. And uh, also, also, also... what oh, did you see the other day? A ship goes into um, into France, uh, DFDS, and migrants, under the cover of darkness, scale the side of it with ladders. These ships are enormous. Where are they just walking around with ladders now? Unbelievable, isn't it? Unbelievable. David and his hair. Old oh, David Beckham and his hair. Does he know we're laughing? Probably not, actually. Steve, I think a kiss and a cuddle are nice. Yes. Yes, I mean cuddling's quite nice, isn't it? Hug, uh, a hug's quite good. You know, which is all right. And uh, sex at seventy can be very unsafe, Steve, especially if you don't keep both hands on the wheel. Don't, don't, don't exit stage left, thank you. Did you hear how the Madeleine McCann story rumbles on? They're trying to get more funding for the police for one more line of inquiry. I think it's reached the end, hasn't it? And they've—bear in mind—they've still got loads of money. Still got loads of money. Perhaps they should spend some of their money. Me and the wife would rather get a Costa for a mocha and a hot chocolate. Ooh, you could tempt me with the hot chocolate. Definitely. I love hot chocolate. I don't have it very often. It's, it's about once every... Oh, my God. Uh, once every sort of six months, I'll have a hot chocolate, which is very nice. Uh, there's a man here. Um, uh, he uh, it, It's a lady called Rianne Riannon, and uh, Dad is Dean, and he buys dolls full-size dolls and he dresses them up and he puts makeup on them uh people think it's creepy but it doesn't hurt anymore and he's, he's got loads he's got sarah helena monique sophia shuri athena and uh and other people they aren't just sex oh just sexual dolls how peculiar it's not normal is it really they well i don't think they're inflatables i think they've already been inflated but so so they're sort of Lifestyles. I mean, you know, they've actually asked a behavioural psychologist, you know, just how peculiar is it? They say a lot of people may be disturbed by him spending his life with dolls, but it's interesting. His daughter realises they help him cope with loneliness. It's a doll. How can I cope with... Why didn't he get a puppy or something like that? Make it a lot easier. And uh, still to come as well, the Burns girl, who's the face of the Avon ads... Which is good news. And a builder who won 76 million on the lottery has bought six supercars worth 660 thousand. Well, there's a couple of them I wouldn't even have classed as supercars, and in fact the producer thought exactly the same. So we'll run through those. The other side of the news isn't it lovely? A builder gets 76 million. So <laughs> However And the Dutch husband of the jihadi bride, Shamina Begum, wants them to be allowed to live in the Netherlands. He's the most compulsive liar I've ever heard. The Sky interview was a delight. You know, have you ever seen anybody being murdered? Oh, no, no, nothing to do with things like that. Oh, you never seen homosexuals pushed off the top of buildings? Um, no, no. Ever seen people hanging? Um, I think I might have done. Yeah, of course you have. A liar. I hate both of them. Hate both of them. News at five. Here it comes. It's LBC. I'm Steve Allen. Back in a few minutes.
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Morning, a really nice heavy company. Welcome to Monday morning, the 4th of March. And if you're celebrating your birthday today, many happy returns of the day. Still a bit, uh, bit dreary, the, uh, the weather. Dennis says, I agree. Music and TVs in pubs are too loud. Nice to go to a Wetherspoons and hear yourself talk. They have TVs, but only on the news channel with subtitles and no volume. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I remember going to a nightclub once and trying to find a quiet room where you could actually have a conversation because you can't hear yourself. Small wonder we all go deaf. Sorry. Small wonder we all go deaf. As for Nookie, when I was in my 20s and living in London, it was two or three times daily. Lord above. Daily? Lord. I mean, that, that's, that's provoked raised eyebrows next door. And they're the sort of people who probably got the energy for two or three times daily. But frankly, who can be bothered? Seriously, I'd rather make toast. Not, not instead of, you know, or during or anything like that. You could try doing it to a metronome, I was told. <laughs> and then apparently not. Back in the day. No, what? Sorry, toes as in I know. <laughs> it's bizarre, isn't it? Honestly, the things people worry about. Steve, back in the day, were you a cuddler or a cuddly? A cuddler or a cuddly? Oh, I don't know. I don't know actually. Probably neither. Probably neither. I mean, I, I appreciate the fact it's-, it's a lot better to do that now. It's a bit, it's a bit show-busy to do sort of cuddles and sort of kisses. So was I a cuddler? I don't know. I might have been. I might have been. I wouldn't like to swear to it. Wouldn't like to swear to it at all. So splashing the cash, the lotto winner, he spent 660,000 pounds, but it doesn't matter because he got 76 million and where he comes from, you can buy the entire county. It's in Boston, in Lincolnshire. It's so cheap up there. His house, they say, is worth seven hundred thousand. It's got a triple garage, indoor pool, gym, and it's set in two acres. Nothing like that down here at all. Seven hundred thousand. Good lord! I mean, it's lovely. So he's bought this Nissan, What's-It car at twenty grand, a Mercedes C63s for seventy thousand. A McLaren 540C, 128,000. A Porsche 911 Turbo, 121,000. He's got a £6,000 white van because he's a builder. And he's also got, uh, what was the other one that he's got? He's got a Ferrari, 183,000. But then he's got 76 million. That's the whole idea. You see, I I never worry about people who have all this money because you think buy as many cars as you want. There's no point in doing a lottery and getting 76 million if you're not going to enjoy yourself. That's the whole idea. You know, when people say, oh, it's not going to change me. Give it back. The whole idea is for it to change you. That's 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 the way it should be. People should be very happy that they've got their money. You can go mad. You can, you know, he, he probably thinks he's living like a millionaire because he's got all these flash cars. The only people who are living like millionaires is an insurance company, I should imagine, because the insurance on some of these must be astronomical. Astronomical. But... Um, His his son Jamie also appears to have benefited because he's he's got a a Range Rover. They've got seventy six million. God, if I had seventy six million, I'd be out there spending it. Of course you would. That's the whole fun of it. No point in just sort of sitting on it, going, "Oh, I'll think about it." I mean, think about it, and obviously get some advice. But to be brutally honest, I mean, so he's got one, two, three, four, five, seven cars. Wouldn't like to imagine what his his bill with Admiral could be over the year. But I love the idea that his home in Boston and there's a picture of it, it's sort of bit bit sort of low low level type place. It's got an indoor pool, a triple garage, and is set in two acres. Oh, and a gym. That means they've got a room with with gym equipment in it. But that's that's what he wants. to... Oh my lord! Don't look in the paper today. Don't look in the paper. Up in Blackpool, a hundred and ninety five naturists stripped off to get onto the roller coaster and uh, they shrugged off temperatures as 10 degrees centigrade as they set a new record for most naked people on a roller coaster. The the, the thing So there's 195. The last one was 102 nudist people on a ride set in South End. Well, actually, you don't have to ask too much in South End. Can you get your kit off and go for a ride? They love things like that. But 195 naturists and volunteers. And then there's a picture of them. Why is it always the unattractive people who want to take their clothes off? Where's the good-looking people? There's nobody here. Nobody. Mind you, they haven't actually shown you 190. That's quite a lot, 195 people, isn't it? All naked at the same time. I bet the first drop's the worst one ever. You know when they say, oh, it doesn't matter, I can't tell you. Uh, Steve, did you do it a lot when you were young and virile? I'm not prepared to discuss things like that. You'll have to discuss things with my psychiatrist and doctor. (laughs) I saw an advert on TV yesterday for LBC. Uh, Nick Ferrari was on it. So it was Eddie, Nigel and Dave O'B, but no Steve Allen. Whoever made that ad wants sacking. How can you advertise LBC without the main man? Ah, uh, but don't worry. I look at my audience figures. That's all I say. Look at my audience figures. <laughs> uh, Steve, I'm not ready to give up on sex yet. I've got my duty to those lonely housewives. It's the milkman's code, says Kevin. And you've got to keep some stereotypes alive. I bet when Camelot phoned the builder lottery winner asking when he can collect his cheque, he didn't answer, hmm, can't do anything till next Thursday. Actually, I've always wanted to do it. I've always, sorry, I've always wanted to win the lottery, to win that much, because you phone them and then they have to check, you know. Have you got the ticket in front of you? No, I bought it online. OK, read the bottom number to me and the number at the top. There's about four different things on that ticket that will identify, you know, uh, where you bought, well, they'll tell you where, where you bought it from immediately you know that that's the way it uh, that's the way it works. Uh the dutch husband of the jihadi bride Shamina Begum who's gone picking up her skirts and running because uh, women have threatened to kill her so she says. We don't know if it's true or not. Um and her husband uh hopes to return with his wife and baby. So he's obviously out of uh, out of prison. This is a guy called Yeego. Uh he claims he's turned his back on ISIS. Yeah, these people lie through their teeth. He won't have turned his back on ISIS at all because he knows by saying that that uh, he would then be a target, so he's he's lying absolutely. And he says, "I understand the privileges I lived with. Of course, I'd love to go back to my own country. And of course, and then he was asked about having sex with her at the age of 15. Oh, um, might have been. He said, <laughs> might have been. That's what paedophiles look like. Here he is. Here he is. He told the BBC it might have been a bit better for to wait a bit, but she didn't. She chose to get married. So Begum's been stripped of. Britain. We don't want her back." I think she's a compulsive liar as he is. Show no remorse whatsoever. Another Brit ISIS bride has told ITN the failed Syrian caliphate will fight on. The unidentified woman said food was scarce. Good. Well, there you go. There you go. Perhaps you'll just starve to death. We don't care. We really don't care. As long as you stay there, do what the hell you like over there, and you can keep uh, Begum and her dreary husband... I mean, seriously, it just makes you mad, doesn't it, really? But uh, what can we do about it? Christina Aguilera's going to give her first live shows in the UK for 13 years. Is she a huge star anymore, Christina Aguilera? Can you name three of her singles? I don't think I can. In fact, I'm pretty certain I can't. Pretty certain. This chair's shrunk. And here's uh, here's Perry Edwards. Perry Edwards is pictured in a, a racy black outfit, leaving Bunga Bunga. In Battersea. I've never even heard of it. What is it? Is it a restaurant or a nightclub or something? Bit of both. Oh, right. Oh, near Battersea Bridge. Wow. How do you know? Oh, you've driven past. Oh, right. Has it got the word bunga bunga written out? Oh, it has. Oh, how funny. How funny. Uh, also, Megan Barton Hanson, the most boring person in the world. Very dreary. Flirted heavily with Wes Nelson. It's, it's a fake relationship. You know, fake relationship. So they will be getting back together very, very shortly. Uh, Katie Price thinking about taking her children out of school. And uh, this is after she screamed obscenities. It's a pathetic, isn't it? It, It's almost like watching the the collapse of somebody with no talent whatsoever, apart from, you know, cosmetic surgery and telling lies. And that's all she does. There's nothing really going on in her life. So I can't wait if she turns up on the telly this morning for Susanna to say, so let's ask Harvey how you feel about being put into care. Because that's what she's thinking of doing because she can't cope with him at home. And yet it was only a short while ago she wanted to adopt somebody. I don't mind if it's a disabled child from Nigeria, she said. However much uh, that sounds patronising. Also, off her race, this is a girl pictured collapsed on the floor as a student racing bash. This was at Newcastle Racecourse. And uh, it was just, I don't know what they were, drunks. Very bad drunks, I'm afraid. Uh, Also, um, a foreign nurse has been banned because her English was so poor, it put patients at risk. Well, obviously, I mean, of course she's got to be banned. You can't have somebody who doesn't speak the language. That would be a little bit stupid. Like going to work in Germany and they go, do you speak German? No, no. Steve, read the blubber coaster in Blackpool. What happens to loose hanging busts on the first drop, says Dave? Well, they they hit the ground first. They hit the ground first. And uh, Carol says, uh, after doing my research on the Leaving Neverland subject on various internet sites, I believe, one true fact is young boys' parents' ambition to be near fame and wealth. Uh, This mattered more than their children. It'll be interesting to know if people will choose to believe what they hear, what the two men say, or read what the two men did, says Carol. I mean, I don't believe it. I just don't believe it. But then people tell lies now, don't they? Because it makes them famous. You know, somebody would be famous by saying, oh, Michael Jackson did this. He's dead. He can't respond. You know, people tell lies, surprisingly. You would like to think that they don't, but they do. Listening to news about Madeleine, it occurred to me she was three years old when she disappeared. If she's still alive, she'll be 15 in May. I'm wondering, will she ever have any memory of her parents? And if by chance she was found, would she even want to go back to her original parents? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, is she, speaking, is she still alive? They don't know. They keep hearing every time the, the McCanns want more money from the police. They just the the, the police seem to come up with something. We're still waiting. You know, this is our best possible lead yet. Okay, So, you know, why? Why is it not working? Well, because basically they haven't got anything to go on. They've got nothing, absolutely nothing at all. There's no clothing. There's no CCTV. She vanished. Which, of course, she quite clearly didn't. But she has done. So much so they've been looking for what, 14 years, 10 years, 12 years. Whatever it is, they're never going to find her again because they won't know who it is. She could be if she was taken away by somebody, which is what they all seem to be going on. But they've got no proof of this. This is their best guesswork. It's a case of she'll be speaking another language. She won't have any knowledge of of sort of parents beforehand. She was three years old. Definitely not. I still maintain... That I think she woke up, like most kids do in the early hours of the morning. Your parents go out. When my parents had dinner parties, they didn't go to restaurants in those days. They had people round at home. And you could hear that sort of... That little sort of buzz of talking and stuff like that. She wakes up and hears nothing because she's been dumped alone with the other two. And I think she goes off to see where... And I think she wanders into the road and I think she gets hit. I think she gets hit. And then somebody decided, I think, to take her away then. And so that's what I think happened to her. But there again, mine is as good a guess as anybody else's. The, the, the one thing that we can all agree on is we don't know. Uh, Steve, I'm 60 this year, and my gorgeous wife of 34 is keeping me as fit as a fiddle. Whoever said you should never tinker with an engine when it's running well, says Patrick. Oh, we're all at it this morning, aren't we? Uh, glad to be back, uh, says Gary. It struck me that Scottish Boy is to you what Roz is to Fraser Cain. Fr- Fraser Crane. Who's Roz? Which is Roz? Is she the the one who works in the radio station? Oh, right. Uh, Well, he could be right. Is he also sex mad? (laughs) Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, seriously. He's taken up knitting and tapestry, cushion covers, and he's very happy. He's doing those, you know, for sort of people who need them. And I think he's knitting a shawl. You're doing a shawl, aren't you, for your mother? He's doing that as well. You know, he's, oh no, we're, we're completely different. In fact, we couldn't be more different. He's much taller than I am. Uh, Steve, I moved to Paisley ten years ago, so I've not had sex for ten years. In Paisley, we don't know about that. The gene pool is sort of atrophied here, and I don't fancy short, round people who all look the same. Can you say that about people in Paisley? I fancy going to Paisley. (laughs) the truth. I fancy going to Paisley, I really do.
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Good morning, everybody. 20 past five nearly, give or take a little bit. Steve, if you won £76 million, how would you get a bank account to hold it in? Or do the lottery people help you with that? Well, it's, uh, it's, uh, lo- the, the Camelot's bank is Royal Bank of Scotland. So with 76000000 million, you'd probably open up an account with Coots or Drummond's or any one of a number of the, the big top banks, because they're all owned by Royal Bank of Scotland. So that's what I'd do. I'd, I'd move my stuff which is with RBS, move it over to Coots. And uh, and that's it. It's it's not physically. It's just it's a number on a piece of paper that's transferred over. And uh, and that's what would happen. And they do offer you advice. That's the whole idea. They don't just sort of send you the check in the post. Oh, no, 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 no. It's far more sophisticated. Firstly, when you phone them up, they'll go, do you need some money now? They, they, they can send somebody round with a couple of thousand to keep you ticking over. Because the idea is you want that money as quick as possible. It's been won and the money's sitting there because they've already had it in before they've dished out the prizes. So they, they have a team of people and they will they will look after you. But not everybody wants the advice. Oh, don't it. You would think that people would want the advice on what to do with 76 million. And they say, listen, you can invest it here, you can do this, you can buy your houses, buy everything else, but you know, you want to make it last for the rest of your life, not like that thick bin man who luckily wasted it all. I mean, that was the happiest day of everybody's life, I think. Not that windy and brick house, Steve, because my outside bin is still standing up. <laughs> I suspect all the road and pavement works everywhere here, too. They're down to council, suddenly needed to use up their budget, says uh, Jane. Well, round Twickenham, they dug up every bit of pavement there is to dig up. Never seen such. And also, they just leave it sitting there for days. Nobody seems to be working on it, which also infuriates me. Whilst out shopping, says Mel, a homeless man asked if I'd buy him a sandwich, but not not cheese, as he was sick of them, so I didn't get him anything. Cheeky thing. <sighs> Mind you, cheese can be a bit boring, can't it? But I quite like it. They did one. What did they do one in, in Marks and Spencer? I think they did a an egg sandwich with uh, with salad cream. Egg and salad cream. Well, that was always quite nice, actually. I quite like Then they stopped doing it. They do all these things where they go, oh, we'll do it for a little while. And you think, well, why don't you just do it permanently? Somebody like get McDonald's. They go, oh, we're now trying different buns and stuff like that. And you go, OK, that, that's good. And then they go, oh, we're only doing them for a limited period. Why? Why? What's the matter with these people? And, uh, Steve, because we only have the one image of what Madeline looked like when she disappeared, do you think you still have people ringing authorities? Yes, yes, of course. That's where they get it from. They get it from, from the balmy mad ones. No, well, it's it's a case of, you know... Uh, have you seen... Yes, I definitely saw her. And when she saw me looking at her, she, she turned away with the man she was with and they, they scuttled off. It's the usual sort of rubbish that you hear from people who've had a few sherbets, I'm afraid. But that is the only one image, although we've had some... Images made up. There have been people saying this is what we think she would look like now. But you don't know. She might have eaten a, you know, a small horse and been absolutely enormous. You wouldn't know. I personally don't think that she's still alive. I personally don't think she's still alive. But you're never going to know. You know, if you live to be 150, you will never know whether or not she's still alive or she's not. Because I normally, you know, if they haven't found somebody within 24 hours, 48 hours, they're normally presumed dead. It's very, very rare that somebody comes back after the police have been searching. In this particular case, you're looking for a three-year-old child. A three-year-old child. You know, anybody could have uh, could have taken her. She'd be speaking another language. She could have dyed her hair. It could be all sorts of things. It could be all sorts of things. And uh, Steve, I've been in the wilderness of living. Good to be back, says Francesca. You haven't changed. Oh, no, I don't change. I just keep going on, actually. Uh, Steve, the McCann should have been done for negligence after leaving their daughter alone so they could go for dinner. But but that's the the old argument, isn't it? That's the thing that comes up every single time. If only, if only they hadn't done this. If only they hadn't gone off. And they might be one of those families who regularly went off and left the children while they went to eat. I don't know. But they they have to live with that for the rest of their life. That's how it's going to be. And uh, and they'll never they'll never get over it. I shouldn't think. But they can't have closure on whilst the government still keep pumping money into it. I thought we were rapidly coming to the end now, where they've said no. I don't. I don't think we're going to be putting any more money in. I think the McCanns have got nearly a million pounds sitting in a bank account. So let let them pay for it. You know, it was nothing to do with us. Why should we have to pay for something that was not of our making? But to say they they have to live with it. Steve, can you imagine that roller coaster in Blackpool full of all those naked people every time it went over a hill? Hundreds of bare bottoms would lift off the seats momentarily. Must have sounded like a round of applause as so they hit the seats again. All those unrestrained boobies feeling G-force and then zero gravity. But there were a few black eyes. And then, of course, they'd have had to clean the entire roller coaster afterwards. You can't have people sitting on there with their bottoms. It's not right, is it? Gary says, if I had 76 million quid, I hope uh, I'd use at least some of it to set up a business directly creating jobs for people. Yes, I mean, I do, It's listen, until it happens, and, it's, you know, for 99.9% of us, it's never going to happen. But it doesn't matter. You can dream. You can dream. That's always a good thing. I mean, I, I sometimes play Phantom Lottery, always my, my favourite game, which is where you pretend that you've won it on the on the Friday or the Tuesday or whatever it happens to be. And then you sort of decide, what am I going to do first? You know, and every sort of, I, I keep seeing a new house. I think, that'll be nice. I'll move to that one. That'll be nice. And then you see something else. You go, oh, that's nice. I quite fancy that one as well. Uh, after Love Island wiped the floor with uh, X on the beach in the ratings, producers plan an X-Factor style revamp to save it. Apparently, earlier series featured one famous contestant, including Gaz Beadle and Kirk Norcross, two of the saddest people you'd ever see on television. Uh, a telly source said, that'll be the producer, Uh they want to shake up the show, so they've they have grand designs on an all-star version filled entirely with celeb ex couples. What sort of like, um, like like the Beckhams? No, it'll be more like Gemma Collins and Fat Arge. Wait, who P- P- Peter Andre is eminently ev- P- Peter could do that. He he was doing this food program the other night. I wasn't I wasn't sure who was actually the most boring, him or Nadine Dorries. Very difficult to tell. My God, she's an attention seeker, isn't she? Poor soul. Anyway, most of these people, they're finding, will be from former reality shows, <clears throat> like Geordie Shaw, Towie and Made in Chelsea. We've seen everybody from Chelsea. Don't give us the bleach blonde one who's gone bald, or, or Hugo, or any of the or the, um, the other one who's decided to get married to this boyfriend who he's been looking lucky uh, Lockie or something, I can't remember anyway. You know, no, can we have some new people? Some new people. Uh, Do you know that Jeremy Kyle uses Botox? I didn't know that. They've said that uh, he's no stranger to Botox, readily uh, readily admitting he uses it to stay looking youthful. It's not working, mate. It's not working. You look old. I didn't realise. He's turning in investigative journalism uh, for the Kyle Files in six shows covering sex for rent, moped crime, alcohol, landlords... Facial injections and knife crime. Sounds rivetingly boring, I'm afraid. We've seen these shows a million times before. And um, and Alison, this is uh, Alison Hammond, thought that she might have been allowed to do a little bit of presenting on This Morning, rather than just having the little bits where they send her to try and fit through doors. And um, and so she, she tweeted Pip Schofield to say, you know, I, I could do it when Holly's away. He didn't even reply to her. Which so I thought was not like him at all, but I don't think it would be his decision. And uh, and they went for Rochelle, so everybody was fairly happy, I think. Uh, also, uh, Famous and Fighting Crime. Why? Penny Lancaster, Sandy Bogle and Katie Piper. I like Katie Piper. Sandy Bogle's a complete waste of space. And seriously, it's ridiculous. Uh, also, 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 they've got other people here. This is uh, Nicky Graham's coming up with something. And it's Game of Thrones... Nathalie Emmanuel, it's an interesting group of friends. Some uh, lights turned up. Vin turned up. Vin, Vin Diesel, Henry Cavill, Nick Knowles and Nicky Graham. Now that's what you call a mixed party. And also, my guy's girlfriend has sent me Gaga. And this is a bloke in the paper today. His name's James. James looks like he could be a model. His best friend is called Jade. She's 20. And he said, Jade and I are not sexually attracted to each other and never have been. So get? But Plum is his girlfriend. Yeah, I know, I know. I've never heard of anybody called Plum either. I rang Jade and asked her straight out if she and James had ever hooked up. Oh, dear. The jealousy is... Uh, take it. They, they have, you know, they have Plum. I'm just saying that to wind you up because you, you're a little bit like, uh, like Jordan. You just have to tell her that the person she's seeing is, uh, is seeing other people at the same time. And, uh, and as she said only a couple of weeks ago, she wants to dump the latest boyfriend, but she wants to do it on, on television, on her programme. She thinks it'll be good for the ratings. Thinks it'll be good for the ratings. Unfortunately not. Uh, Anthony says, If I won £76 million, I wouldn't be able to resist going into my local Santander. When the assistant says, Yes, sir, can I help you? Reply, yes, sir. I'd like to deposit £76 million into my current account just to see their face drop. Yeah, but you don't, you don't end up... You just end up with a cheque that you can frame and put on the wall. The other thing will be just done by a transfer. Won't it? That's well, so how I'm assuming it works. And also, if you won £76 million, you wouldn't be with Santander. You really wouldn't. A Spanish building society? Good Lord. Uh, Steve, is the government going to put more money into the search for Ben Needham or the RAF lad who disappeared? Corrie McKeek? No. No. Don't appear to be. For some reason, you know, Madeleine McCann struck a chord with them and they're kind of stuck. Although, what they're doing, I've got no idea. Uh, Steve, I haven't heard much of GC this morning, They'd better mention the fact she's now got police protection. No, she hasn't. No, she hasn't. Honestly, don't tell lies. The police had to escort her off her property. It's not police protection. She's Gemma Collins. She's got her own private little team. In fact, all arger has got to do is lie down in front of the stalker's car or something and that's it. That'll solve the problem straight away. You'll have to listen to my little bit extra today which you will find if you go to lbc.co.uk and download the app. And then you get my little bit extra every day where we're a little bit naughty. But sometimes it's available just after the show. So that's good, isn't it? Something to look forward to. A bit like sort of getting a hot sausage roll from Greg's, I
0: suppose. You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company. Welcome to Monday morning. Darren says, what the dickens is going on in Blackpool? Naked people on the roller coaster. Well, it's it's to um, to sort of challenge the last. I didn't even know that it was in the Guinness Book of Records. How many people naked on a roller coaster? 195, they got on this one, and uh, the best one before that was 102. Who'd have thought? Who would have thought? Uh, so 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 so. Only uh, falls the musical, which we talked about first on LBC ages ago. Uh, it's raked in eight million. Uh, David Beckham and the miserable wife. Hardly anybody turned up for this thing. And um, here he is, and uh, I don't. It doesn't even look like David Beckham. Doesn't look like him at all. But uh, there it is. As I say, because the the new David with the new hair, of course, is quite hilarious. Uh, also, singer Brian McFadden. <laughs> excuse me. Album sold how many copies? Six hundred, I believe. An absolute fortune. Singer Brian McFadden missed out on a place in the Dancing on Ice final. He was shown the door. He fell during his performance, and judges Ashley Banjo. Jason Gardner, Jane Torvald and Christopher Dean saved Sarah. So there you go. He apologised for taking the tumble. <sniffs> yes. So now we've got Wes Nelson and James the Boar Jordan. God, I'm not sure I can cope with it. Actually, I only catch it just on on the off chance. I don't. Uh, I don't get it at all. Uh, there's a, a picture in the paper today. By tomorrow, she'll be offered everything. Uh, she's 95, 93. Sorry, her name's Pat Plumbridge, and she her house burnt down. She was left with nothing apart from her coat, nighty and slippers. And she thought the banging on her door was from Rowdy Drunk. She comes uh, from Newlyn in Cornwall. She says, I managed to get out there with only my nighty slippers and coat on. That's all I've got. Everything I own's been, been destroyed. Dear, she's lived in this place for 60 years. She's been found alternative accommodation. I hope that uh, somebody will find her a lot more. And fishermen have found an anchor which could be from the most valuable shipwreck in history. The Merchant Royal sank 400 years ago off Land's End and was carrying gold, silver, and bullion worth 1.5 billion. The crew on board the Spirited Lady were gobsmacked when the trawler nets hauled in the massive anchor at the undisclosed location. Blimey, as far well as the nets uh, did it. Its size and age suggest it could be from the galleon which sank in 1641. Salvage firms have spent years trying to find the treasure-laden wreck. Uh, in 2007, Odyssey Marine Exploration claimed to have found it, but it was ruled to be a Spanish ship. Wow, that's exciting, isn't it? Imagine 1.5 billion. You swim down, you go. It's still there. It's still sitting there on the seabed. Treasure trove. That'd be some. That, that'd be some treasure trove. Ricky Gervais talking about the uh, the woman behind his success, and that's uh, that's Jane. He has says, without her, I would fall apart. He said, she went to see her mum's once. I ended up under a blanket on the couch with the cat. It was like cast (laughs) away. You've always got to have something. They always say behind every great man, there's an even greater woman. It's as simple as that. And um, Steve. uh, Oh, Jeff's listening this morning. So police have got another year to investigate poor Madeleine McCann. I don't know if they have. I don't know whether that's been approved yet. Not yet, but they're asking for it. So another year, and then they'll ask for another year. Is it just a holiday for them? Because they can't be going over there, can they? There's nothing to find. They haven't got any leads at all. Regular trips to Portugal, says John. I wonder how much investigating will be done. Well, they've got to do something. I mean, there's a team of... How many? Eight or something like that. I mean, whatever it is, it's, it's a bit of a jolly wheeze because they keep going back to Portugal for nothing. There's nothing to find. Absolutely nothing to find. And they're they're no nearer now than they were when they first started being funded. So, but there's there's certainly a few of them, isn't there? How many do we think? Trying to work out how many people are involved in the search of Madeleine McCann. Not like she sort of disappeared and went to live in a kibbutz or something, is it? She just sort of disappeared. So, in other words, so we keep putting money into it. And you have to ask yourself the question, why? Why are we paying for it? Why are the McCann's not paying for it through how many? 12 million so far. I know. 12 million. An awful lot of money. The age-old question is, who ate all the pies? They've now got the answer. Research for National Pie Week, which starts today. My God, they come up with some rubbish, don't they, really? Region by region, it will show that the nation's biggest pie lovers are aged between 25 and 34. The most popular pie... I mean, this has got to be the biggest pile of rubbish I've ever read in my entire life. Um... The most popular pie is steak and kidney, shepherds, fish, pork and chicken, and the mushroom also in the top ten. So it's National Pie Week. What a crock of what's it? That's just the most ridiculous thing I've heard of. It's like, you know, I tell you what, let's have National Free Bus Pass Week. Let's have National Keyboard Week. Let's have National People Who Live in Aberdeen Week, and we can go and celebrate people who live in Aberdeen. Well, not second thoughts, why bother? You know, I overslept, says Dallas, and tuned in late. So that was a bad start to Monday. It got worse when I heard re-older people, Rumpy Pumpy and the Naked Roller Coaster comes under the heading of Too Much Information. I know. I know. Nothing we can do about it. We just have to sort of reflect what's in there. There's actually a spokesman for Pie Week. I mean, what... Do, I mean, is it their Pie Makers Guild or something like that? And they sort of go, can we get something... Oh, let's actually sort of do a, a bit of research to find out who eats pies. Fat people! Fat people eat pies. Come on, hey, I've done it for you. You Don't need to do anything else because we've had fish and chip week, we've had donut week, always very popular. And what else we've we had? We had loads of sort of different sort of weeks. Nobody's ever had Smarties week, have they? Easter egg week because they're on sale everywhere. I mean, you can't uh, you can't do anything about uh, about that. You've got that. And also the MPs now are going to hopefully lift. Won't make any difference. The smoking age to twenty one and get firms to cough up. You know, you won't stop kids smoking. They'll all be smoking under the age of 21. I love the way they think that they could do stuff like that. You know, it's like saying, OK, we're actually going to stop. And when I get on the bus in the morning, sometimes it is full of schoolchildren sitting in all the seats which are not designed for them. Do they get up? No, they don't. They just sit there. You feel like saying, right, this bus is going no further. You, out of that seat, out. This is an elderly person standing here. What's your name? Stephen. And, uh, you know, and it's get out of the seats. They're not for you. They're for elderly, but they sit there. They really do. Kevin bought his wife for, for birthday yesterday. Uh, the Steve Allen Music Room, Volume One. One of my populars. One of my populars, that one is. Actually, I've just changed. I've just changed the music in the car. It's gone from being um, Christmas carols to laid back. So, sort of jazz. It's all sort of, it's it's, it's what you call light light entertainment listening. Chill out music. But in fact, it's, some of it appears to be done on a very cheap little Bon Tempe organ. It's, it's sort of... Dun, 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 ju, ju. And it's all a bit... Ch, 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 like that. It's, uh, to be honest with you, I nearly fell asleep going down the motorway. Uh, bet you didn't know that Yorkshire Day was the 1st of August. I didn't care. I didn't care. What have you been, Yorkshire Day? Don't jump on the bandwagon and try and get your own day going. It's not right. You know, every... I mean, otherwise we'll be having Twickenham Day, won't we? Uh, Guinevere and Trelawney getting over losing our border collie Pip on Friday, buried him in the garden he was dead, wasn't he? and you say you sort of lost him and, they sort of, and you buried him in the garden he won't be very pleased about that, will he? and you planted flowers on the ground my god, you couldn't get him in the ground quick enough that was a bit fast heavens above uh, Ali says, will anybody be cleaning the seats on this naked roller coaster? oh, they'll be, they will you just give them some um, tissue you know, you sort of spray it on there. That's okay. And um, and uh, and uh, tanker driver Phil says, "Did you see the video the GC shot of the stalker walking up and down past her house? She had to shoot it from behind a curtain, though the open window, uh, through the open window, to avoid being seen. It was shocking. I felt sorry for her. Flaking paint, rotten wood. If she doesn't do something about the window frames, the glass will fall out. Also, he's already said he's paparazzi. Of course, he's walking up and down outside. But I can't believe it is like turning up outside my ass." Goodness sake! Honestly, I'm 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 so unfazed by that. So unfazed. uh Fat boy Arge is about eating humble pie now because the whole thing was just fake. How can we get some more coverage in the paper? Let's have a bit of a, a pretend breakup, and then you sort of tiddle off and and do do what you want to do, and then we, then we we'll get back together again. Oh, that looks nice. Oh, Mary Berry. We love Mary Berry today. Gooseberry and elderflower fool. I love a fool. I love a fool, but the favourite one here, blackberry and custard money bags. Blackberry and custard money bags made out of um, that uh, phyllo pastry, which you don't have to make. You can buy it. It's, it's much much easier. And um, and so she's put. Oh God, this looks delicious. Blackberry and a bit of custard in there, and then twisted the top. How delicious! Dust with icing icing sugar and serve with a little cream. <laughs> Why can't I have stuff like that in Miles Make it so much easier. They look delicious. Absolutely delicious. Steve, how can you like jazz? I don't. I don't like jazz. I hate jazz. I hate it. It's very boring. It's Rubbish. Rubbish. Never in tune. I don't know any of the tunes. People, people go along with it. What do they call that? You know, we sort of, that's a load of people get jamming. They're all jamming, you know, as opposed to the Bob Marley. I'm jamming, and um, or Mary Berry. I'm jamming in this jar, and because uh, it works for everybody. And so they uh, they do it. It's called Impro. I hate it. I hate it. I've never been to Ronnie Scott's. Passed it a million times. It just doesn't interest me. Jazz. Out of all the music, I w- jazz would be the least exciting thing. There's a lovely bit on YouTube of a little boy, and he's at a, a wedding in Scotland. And he's only tiny. hes I mean, he's literally, he's, he's no more than about two foot tall. And and they're playing all this. They always have brought in a cheap pipe band. And uh, so they're doing a squeezy, squeezy. And this little boy is clapping his hands. And, and he's doing it in time to the music. And he's only tiny. And so everybody starts filming him. They're not bothered about people jumping around doing dozy do and stuff like that. Uh, I don't like jazz. No, even in the lift. bum, bum, bum. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, it's horrible! Yes, yeah. you're at the fifth floor. Bum, bum, ba, bum, bum, bum. Oh, it's so dull. Seriously, it can really depress my my day. Mark uh, suggested really, BBC Radio Shropshire be going crackers for National Pie Week. I tell you, they won't be able to get enough of that one. Oh, call us now. What's your favourite pie? Wait a minute, the vicar's here. Which one do you like? He likes chicken and mushroom. Oh, they, they don't talk like that, of course. <laughs> Uh, Twickenham Day is every rugby match where thousands of people descend and urinate in gardens across Witten and Twickenham. Oh, and get the pub shut early. Well, if you've got a drink problem, of course, I can see that as being a bit of a problem. But um, we we, we quite like that. We quite like that. Somebody says, I hope they had to wear their knickers and pants on this naked roller. I'm sorry, what is it about the word naked? You're not understanding. Naked means nothing on. Ta-da! On display. Ta-da! No, no pants or knickers or anything like that, OK? It's a roller coaster. They're sitting on it because they're naked, they're naturists. Some people were just volunteers. There's the same Blackpool, there's no shortage of volunteers. Hello, hello, love. Can you get your kit off? Oh, am I going to be in the papers? You know, it's a bit like that, isn't it? If Madeleine McCann is alive, says John, and wants to be found, she's old enough to go to the police. But she she disappeared when she was three. She doesn't know who she is. She doesn't know she's Madeline McCann, I shouldn't think. If she is indeed alive, I mean, she doesn't know anything. Somebody's saying to it, "You're Madeline McCann," and she goes, "No, <laughs> what you're talking about?" Because she wouldn't remember that from three, would she? I've got a producer like that. He comes. He don't know where he is from one one day to the next, does he? I mean, it's it's really sometimes it's a labour of love getting him through through the programme. Not necessarily.
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: <laughs> Steve says Holly. They call it jazz because cacophony. It's harder to spell. Did you see that little girl on the television the other day? She knew the answer to everything. She's sort of, she's brighter than Einstein. Brighter than Einstein. I thought it was lovely. Uh, Steve, I love your Blackpool accent, says Nathan. Can you do a Mancunian one? I don't do, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not a performing dog. I don't sort of, you know, oh, could you do that? And then you can you sort of whip up some, some sugar cane or something and turn it into candy floss? I think not. I would have thought middle of the road music is more your thing, says Kevin from Dudley, especially when you're on the motorway. Yeah, I've I've got a very eclectic mix. I listen to everything, everything from, uh, everything from, everything. Seriously, I mean, all except jazz, except jazz. Harry and Garner says jazz is the only complete music. I don't like it. Uh, We loved your jazz scat singing, says Ian. Yeah, that's what they call it, isn't it? But uh, I don't like it. I don't like it. It doesn't interest me. I want to hear, you know, proper thing. I like I like music from the sixties, seventies, eighties, stuff like that, classical music. I don't know anything about modern music at all. I've heard some stuff the only time I get to hear it because we're in a building with so many so many radio stations all playing lots and lots of different music, is I, I sort of listen to it coming out of the news for some of them and I think, Well that sounds quite interesting, but I never managed to catch who it is, so it doesn't help. Uh, would that type of music be called lounge music? Yes, lounge music. Bill Bailey does lounge music. Dom and Dom Day, Thursday the 7th of March. I'm 57. And Ally from Great Dew says, uh, Loving the Steve Allen Spiker Group and now hooked on the Waitrose charcoal cleanser in the Lady magazine. I know the Lady... Ma- they sent it to me again the other day. They sent it to me again. So I've, I've given it to one of my neighbours uh, because I suspect she would enjoy it. She's going to wonder where it's come from. I know she's going to wonder where it's come from. And, uh, and I got a copy of the Lady magazine sent to me again. It's, there's a lot in it. It's got some lovely things. I didn't realise. I, th- I thought it was just sort of printed on sort of old paper and stuff like that. But no, it's, 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 it's very glossy. Very good. It's got all sorts of things. Recipes, Mary Berry they had the other week and some, some really lovely stuff. Uh, Steve, there's no point the police looking for a three year old now because Maddie will be older than that. Yeah, she's 15. But they don't know what, what she looks like. They would have no idea what she looks like. They haven't managed to have any leads whatsoever. In all the years that they've been looking for her, they've found nothing. They've not even been close. It's not like they've sort of been one jump, you know, ahead of the... Um... Thank you. He's not normal, is he, really? <laughs> Sometimes... Five minutes. All he's got to do is put hot water in a cup. That's all it is. Oh, he's gone again? Is he very upset with you? Oh, he's going to throw it over you. I've just got this feeling today. I've got a feeling of impending doom. You know why? Because he's wearing his sort of mustard-coloured top again, honestly. Colours like that are so 70s. It's so great to see it being worn again. It's lovely. Obviously an old favourite in the family, that one, isn't it? I bet that's been on a few backs and bodies. No? What are you? Are you a medium or a a large? What are you? (laughs) There we go. Oh, right. Well, what's that? that's medium is it i couldn't even get into a medium i couldn't even take it out the packet i'd be too embarrassed <laughs> right uh, uh, uh a bit of a pay rise for the people on strictly but uh, you know that's okay they're pulling in an audience that's fine also the home secretary who comes up with that classic line after two 17 year olds were stabbed to death in just one weekend this can't go on no kidding no kidding um, the other one, oh, BBC staff are being trained to avoid any unconscious bias. Uh, also, uh, what was the other one? The biggest we did the biggest pie lovers. Oh, the oh the the child genius eleven. She was eleven. Well, she is eleven. She's got a higher IQ than Einstein had. And did you know that one bank is struck by an IT meltdown every day? I got a bit panicky the other week because my my computer at home. I've got an Apple mac i think i don't know i've got no idea and it's just it's just the screen you get a separate little keyboard and um and all of a sudden i came and the little red light was flashing on the box like, oh no so i turned I, I did what i normally do i turned it on sorry turned it off and then i turned it back on again and that normally solves it this time i had to actually turn it off and i left it overnight plugged it back in the next morning working perfectly working perfectly because everybody complains about their servers don't they uh, the family suing Stephen Yaxley-Lennon. Such a posh name, isn't it, really? Not surprised he wanted to pretend to be working class. Um, this is uh, over his refugee rants. Plus, the family who have survived with no TV, no iPad, no mobile phone. They're not in this country, of course. They're in a country that has deadly scorpions, crocodiles and giraffes. And it's funny, if you don't have something and there's no access to it, it's not like somebody's taking it away from you. You don't need it. Kids, kids get a much better education. Imagine how introverted most most children are when they sit there on their telephones all the time. That makes them very, very introverted. Whereas, in fact, you should kind of sort of let them explore themselves. We didn't have phones like that. We just had a phone attached to, the, uh, to a little shelf in the hall. It was called the, the telephone table. Everybody had one. You couldn't move from it because it was attached by cable. Nowadays, of course, everything's digital. And, in fact, I don't even use my home phone. I really don't use it. Does anybody use a home phone anymore? I don't. I use it because a computer is obviously plugged into the uh, the phone line. But I use my mobile all the time. I never thought that, that would occur. But it absolutely has. And and almost without me realising that I have not used the home phone for such a long time. Daily Star this morning. Uh, Jody was Murderer Gangland Initiation. I heard people talking about this. If you want to be a member of these stupid little gangs... Um, they, they set you a task to find out how dedicated you are and depending on what entry point you go in you have to go out and you have to do something which could even be commit murder to join a gang because somebody was saying and Majid uh, dispensed with it quite quickly he said oh, it, it's black on black um, attacking each other he said no no it's not he said they're not attacking them because they're black the other groups they're attacking them because they're in a different gang it's this, this postcode thing which they're adhering to. They're all, they're all basically a bit simple, you know, think they're all big. So Jodie gets murdered. Was it somebody going in saying, you've got to go and murder? Because there was, appears to be no logical reason why somebody would attack her and how the family have got to live with that. And then you get other families and sort of other people. So we've had two over the weekend, two people dying, 17, stabbed to death. No No reason for it at all. No, no reason for it. And the family got to live with things like that. She didn't know what was happening quite clearly, quite clearly. So it's uh, it's very, very, very tragic. But what what the police can do about it is nothing, nothing. No matter what they tell you, it's like saying, oh, you know, the the way that you can get hold of drugs in this country now is so easy. You could walk out of here. I guarantee you could find drugs in less than five minutes, five minutes and then, I think Andrew Castle was talking about this the other day, there's now a place where you can go to get your drugs tested. To, to find out how pure your drugs are. That's that's how bad it's got in this country. I mean, drugs are quite commonplace. Nobody thinks about it. They go, oh, drugs, oh, drugs, you know. You get people sort of like, you know, Arge, and he's, he's sort of done drugs, and he does his... Oh, I'm so sorry, I'm going to do... You know, and you think to yourself, well, there's obviously loads of you. We had little Jack Fincham, didn't we? Doing exactly the same. Caught out, unfortunately for him, because unless he was going to come out with it, we already knew that he'd been doing the old Colombian. Because, uh, unfortunately, we had people out in a pub that he happened to be in. You know, a little bit difficult. Uh, Alex, I can't mention that, but I do appreciate... No, in fact, I tell you, that person there, he's he's talking about um, a particular presenter. All I can tell you is... Sorry? Is he what? No, no, it's this, well, I I don't know, but the second one he's talking about um, set up a children's charity and thieved from it. Seriously, that's how filthy and disgusting he was. I don't know the other one at all. So, uh, yes, and I'm not even sure whether they're still working, but yeah, he he robbed from a children's charity, which is about the lowest you can get, actually. Talking of low, here they are, Megan McKenna painting the town red in a skirt that doesn't fit. Look at that, the old thunder thighs are out here. She's 26. She was joined by her pal, Madison, who obviously just spends her entire life troweled in makeup with uh, with her mouth open. But unfortunately for poor old Megan McKenna, she turned up in a bra or a corset type thing. A little bit, uh, bit trailer trash, I think. And here we go. Pies. Yes, it's British Pie Week. What a pile of rubbish. What a pile of rubbish. It really is. Now, I've never heard of British Pie Week before, but um, apparently the ancient Romans used a pastry crust to keep ingredients fresh. Then as a baking dish, the cook pastry was usually then thrown away. The old term for pastry around a pie filling was coffin or coffin, C-O-F-F-I-N. And uh, Oliver Cromwell banned pies as he deemed them a pagan form of pleasure. That was in 1644. By the time we got to 1660, he'd, he'd relax the ban and you could have them. One, £1 billion pounds a year on pies. Melton Mowbray port pies alone, 145 million. But you shouldn't eat them. You shouldn't eat it because that pastry is so fattening, so bad for you. Look at me preaching about that. I used to love... They used to have a pork pie in Marks and Spencer's, which, which came with um, Branston pickle on the top of it. They never managed to get it right. They'd always put it in the bag and it would turn itself upside down. Uh, right, we've got the news at six o'clock. I can't believe it's six o'clock already coming up. Michael Jackson's songs cut from the Radio 2 playlist as I've never listened to Radio 2, it doesn't actually make any difference to me, but I have a sneaking feeling it's to do with this documentary, which is coming up, which I think Nick Ferrari's going to be talking about this morning. So, um, is, is, Steve, the, the Radio uh, X video of you and Mr M is quite interesting. Is your AP really sweep from the Sooty Show? Yeah. Yeah. You not know. Ah! There you go. See? He has to work. Exactly the same. Exactly the same way. uh, we leave him there. We take more of your texts and emails, we go through the rest of the papers tell you some of the stories which are breaking this coming Monday and of course we weave in as many of your texts and emails as we possibly can and uh, what else are we going to look at? Ofsted, blasting schools which shut early
0: on Friday. You're listening to a podcast from LBC good,
1: you know. He's good. He is. That, that Steve Allen's a good lad. He really is. Um Nick Abbott back this evening for the next two weeks. He's in for Darren Adam. And uh, as I say, it's everyday revelation, I always think. But he also takes up my studio, which actually I've i have learnt to live with. I'm OK. Uh So the Home Secretary says this can't go on as two 17-year-olds are stabbed to death in just one weekend. We have no idea. Jody Chesney was one of the uh, people and uh, Yousef Mackie as well. No logical reason why they were knifed to death, unless, as they say it, was some sort of initiation to prove that you're really big, strong and tough, you know, and so you can go out and stab somebody in the back. She was stabbed in the back. Only a coward does anything like that. Really, no logical reason behind it, really. And no reason for him being attacked either. It's just too dreadful. What do we do about it? Nothing. Nothing. We need another 20,000 police officers on the street, we're being told. And uh, we don't have them. Perhaps people don't want to join the police. force. Why would you? You spend most of your time time to deal with people who are drunks. I've seen them on the television. Police officers who've sort of trained to go out there and catch burglars, to catch people committing a crime. Or what do they end up with? Domestic disputes. People who are drunk. And they go, oh, we know her. She's been in every time before. And this woman will be effing and blinding. And you think, "Why? The- Why- where's social services? Oh, they closed that down. I forgot about that. And well, that's why it's in the state, And you think they've got time to deal with kids with knives? They haven't. And they won't ever stop it. There'll be nothing that they, they can do about it. And it'll, it'll, get, it'll end up being like in America. They'll now start carrying guns. If they think they can get away with it. I mean, you can still buy guns now. It's not difficult. Go in certain pubs. Somebody will sell you a gun. Like, somebody will sell you drugs. They think they can manage to sort of, you know... S- and then somebody yesterday heard talking to Andrew Castle saying, what we should do is legalise all drugs. Really? Didn't quite see that. I was with Andrew. He was he was quite horrified that we should legalise all drugs. So take whatever you want. You want to take MDF, whatever it's called. So it's not MDF, is it? So that's a bit of furniture. What is it? It's something like... Sorry. Well, the sploffs as well. You can have sploffs and uh, sploogies and all sorts of things like that. And then people sort of sit there, and, and you think to yourself, what? I mean, so if everybody can take all the drugs that they want to, you might as well do away with the Olympic Games, because you might as well just have people who are on drugs, if it's going to be legalised. And then it's a case of, would you want to get into a car with somebody who's off their face going, you are all right? <sighs> Let's mount the curb. Hey, here we go. We're in for a bumpy ride. You don't want that, do you? You don't want anything like that at all. But uh, have, have we lost control on violent crime? Yes. Yes, the police's hands are tied. You now see people who are being arrested by the police. Girls screaming at them, "Don't touch me! Don't touch me!" Because they know the law. They know the law. You know, you, you feel for them. Why anybody want to go into the police force? I can't imagine. You know, going in there to sort of to try and do something good is rapidly turning into well, you go round and sort these drunks out. It's, it's not just here. Australia, I've seen it. I've seen it in New Zealand. Canada, all these different places who have these television programmes. They show you people behaving badly. And then the worst thing is there'll be a riot going on with sort of a couple of warring families. As far as I'm concerned, I'll just leave them to it. Just leave them to it. Because there's no point in the police getting involved because you've got all the kids on the bikes who start throwing things at the police. I've seen it before a million times. It's just absolutely dreadful. So if you think that they're going to be solving knife crime any time soon, whistle on, whistle on. Jane says, I unplugged my home phone years ago because of the cold calls, which drove me mad. Now, I have an answer phone. I don't use it, but I mean, I have an answer phone. And uh, I'm on such a good contract with my mobile that 99% of my calls out are free with no time limit. Yeah, mine too. Home phone contract only ever gave me free calls at the weekends and evenings for an hour. I still have my landline for the internet, but it drives me mad. It still costs an arm and a leg for just that. How quickly mobiles have taken over in a relatively short space of time in the scheme of things, but still holding on to my basic text and talk model. You're still enjoying your tiny phone. Yeah, I found another one the other day. I found another little tiny phone, which is very, uh, very nice. Steve, it's twaddle. Anybody having a higher IQ than Einstein? He never took a test to measure his. We didn't need to. He was so bright. There wasn't a proper test to measure his IQ. The problem is nobody really can say for sure what Einstein's IQ was. There's no indication that he was ever tested. Indeed, IQ testing was still in its beginning stages in the early 1900s when Einstein first emerged as a scientific luminary. I just thought he looked like he needed a haircut. That's all I thought of. I didn't think of anything else. But uh, it's, it's true. People join Mensa, don't they? I mean, Gary Bushel's in Mensa. Gary Bushel has a high IQ. You'd never guess. But that's it. And you think, but what, what, what's the point of it? What What, what is the point of having a, a high IQ? Does it mean you get a better job? Does it mean that uh, you earn more money? What does it mean? doesn't mean anything, does it? It's like the, the, the qualification discussion that we had the other week on the programme, which is, is there any point in getting qualifications? Because it's not going to get you a job. If you're the right person to be, say, for example, you know, a, a radio presenter, it, it doesn't make any difference who's got the higher... IQ. It's who can do the job. That's what it comes down to. Uh, Penny. This is Penny Lancaster has blasted weak parenting for increasing the pressure on the police. Well, I don't think in some cases there is any. We had a a man the other day on the television in one of these police interceptor programmes which I quite like, actually, where they sort of capture drug gangs and everything else. And this was a, a young man dealing drugs from home in front of his mother. She was as bent as he was. But in fact, Penny Lancaster... Says she was stunned at the abuse that police face every day on the streets. Yeah. Children have no manners now. As I say, get on the bus in the morning. All the school children are taking up all the seats meant for the elderly people. What they should do is do a little test. See how, who actually moves. Get, a really, get, get an elderly actress to get onto there and go, Would you mind moving? These seats are not for you. And humiliate them. Totally humiliate them because they'll go bright red and then then literally you've got to have somebody who's really strong to go, you're sitting in my seat, you're not disabled, are you? You have difficulty walking? No, of course you don't. And really, really shame them. But it's up to the bus drivers, they don't do anything either. Terrible, terrible. Uh, So Clarkson asking this million pound question. I reckon they filmed the series already, however many are in it, and then they found one and somebody gets through and they go, so that's the first one that they'll do. Dale used to do it for In It To Win It. They they would record the series, then they decide which one they liked, because they all stood alone. It was a, what they call a standalone show. And I think you'll find that in Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, they're all standalone shows. Somebody will win or they won't win, or you'll have the same person brought back. But they they tend not to do that because people tend to get a bit greedy. Oh, it's forty thousand pound, I'll take it. But they get up to the uh, the million pound question tonight. But how lucky that's the first one of the series. Ha ha. Steve, the stabbing death of the young man Youssef Mackie and Hale Barnes as the hallmarks of a gang induction. Same happened to a female friend of mine from San Jose. Uh, She was walking through a car park when somebody just stabbed her in the back. Luckily, unlike poor Youssef, my friend survived. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's... There's no answer to it. There's no answer. We can all do exactly the same, can't we? We can go, it's absolutely terrible. Don't you feel for the family? Isn't it absolutely dreadful? They've got to come to terms with somebody knocking on their door, a police officer going, I'm terribly sorry, but your daughter's been stabbed in a park and she didn't survive. You know, that's how bad it is. That's how bad. No matter what the mayor says and lots of pontificating, very little action, I'm afraid. Let's worry about ripping motorists off before we sort of even think about knife crime because he'll never stop it. You walk round some areas in London, I tell you, I wouldn't want to be there. I wouldn't want to be there. Uh, so, the Jackson family have leapt out. Marlon, Tito, Jermaine, and Jackie are protesting about the film by Dan Reed. And uh, they've got this is a film about Michael Jackson, uh, who they are claiming abused two people. Well, people say anything nowadays. People say absolutely anything. You know, you'll have to see the film and then make up your mind. But I think the estate of Michael Jackson are suing as well. Uh, why on earth? Why on earth? Channel 4 are running this. I've got no idea. Michael Jackson's not there to defend himself in any way, shape or form, which is very disappointing. Bring back National Service. Oh, if only we thought that would be the answer. You know, as far as I'm concerned, I think we should all be given magic wands from Hogwarts. And if you see anybody on a little bike and they look like they're about to be a thief, you just go <coughs> and they vanish. And they, you know, and their parents will be going, where's my child gone? Well, that's up to you to find out, isn't it? Nicholas from Hanwell says, I was refused entry to Mensa, redirected to Densa. Jerry Hall is in Mensa, explains her choice of wealthy men, says Ulrika. <laughs> but, it's, but what's the advantage? She still kind of talks like that. I mean, so it doesn't, what, what, does it, what does it do? What does it do? Holly says, my friend's going to seal the gaps between the floorboards in her hallway. She can smell the sploth fumes from the flat below. She could be even more popular if she invited friends around to have a few sniffs of a sloth. Well, exactly, just lie down on the floor and enjoy it. You get a lot of people, they, they go, oh, it's part of the religion kind of thing. Yeah, don't get behind the wheel of a car, please. Don't do anything at all. Bunny from Oxford says, I doubt Madeline is still alive. She had that strange mark on her iris, the colour part of the eye. Oh dear, not conspiracy theories, surely, already. But uh, if ever she'd gone to an optician or doctor, surely alarm bell should have rung with them. Poor parents, very tragic mistake to have made. I know, that's what I've said. They have to live with it. They have to live with that. It's not going to change anything, but at the same time, she's not coming back. They've had. No, they've got no clues whatsoever. Don't believe the balderdash they're giving you. Chris says, shame the kids on the bus. Then the parents would complain about the kids being humiliated rather than their kids being told off for rudeness. They've got no manners at all. I was queuing for the bus the other day, you know, which one does. I don't know. I'm, I'm in no rush to get on a bus. I kick the little blighters off. And uh, and this little kid, who just turned up pushed his way in. Pushed his way in. I'd have gone, you, whoosh, out. There, there, there's no discipline at home. No discipline at all. But uh, we have got uh, news for you, because it's LBC News Time. 6.15 with the... Uh, l- Not yet. <laughs> Do you know, as I started saying that, I suddenly realised that he'd be going, no, not just yet. Steph says, could you now start an LBC investigation into why the government have withdrawn British police from the streets? though no, they don't want to be there. They don't want to be there, the police. Why would you want to be there? You send police officers around nowadays. They get threatened with all sorts of things. I've seen, you know, drunk people on the television programmes take six police officers to wrestle them to the ground. And you think, these people, and then you go, right, you're drunk, you're under arrest. You think, under arrest? Take them in an aircraft, open the door, push them out over the channel. Swim. Swim. Let's have the short, sharp shock treatment. I think we can just about do that.
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Morning, everybody. Have you seen the Michael Jackson documentary yet? Do you think it's all lies? I think it's a shame it's that he's not alive because basically they're doing a one-sided documentary. They're doing two people. They've gone, oh, well, you must be telling the truth. Why? Why? What What proof? I think you'll be quite surprised when you see that there isn't really much proof at all. You might have pictures of these people with Michael Jackson, but I should imagine Michael Jackson had pictures taken with thousands of people, thousands and thousands of people. But of course, he's not here to defend himself. So you'll always get somebody who'll be going, oh, yeah, let's, let's sort of bring them down without knowing anything at all. Uh, Steve, why not withdraw child benefit from parents whose children are truant from school? Affecting parents' income will force many parents to care. I shouldn't think so. They'll just go out on the rob. Nowadays, you know, people aren't bothered by robbing. If if you go shoplifting in in places, they don't care. These shops are not going to, they're not going to actually take them to court. Why would they waste their time? Somebody's just nicked, you know, four bits of steak worth 50 quid. They're not going to take you to court for that. I would. (laughs) but There again, that's just me, isn't it? Uh, Carolyn says, uh, regarding knife crime, everything's reactive. We need to go back to basics. It's 2019. 2019, it's getting worse. We need to build a generation of caring, compassionate individuals. No chance. No chance. You've got 10-year-olds who are drug running. 10-year-olds. Well, you think that's going to stop? Of course it's not. Absolutely not. It's not going to stop at all. That's how they they survive. You know, so they go to prison for a year. So they go to prison. Why should they worry about it? They've got all the money, haven't they? It'll take a generation, says Caroline. but you have to start at the bottom and work up. I don't think we've got enough time for it. I don't think we've got enough time for it. I think somebody caught carrying a knife 20 years. 20 years immediately for carrying a knife. You could stay there and you can rot, as far as I'm concerned. Couldn't couldn't care less. And uh, and if somebody dies as a result, life. Meaning life. Not this, you know, somebody was in court the other day and they'd be given six years, they'd be out in three. Probably under three if you play your cards right. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a breaking news story, says Ben, saying ISIS girl Shamima Begum decides to stay in Syria after being offered a three bedroom house in Chatham. Yeah, there is that. But that's it. Somebody raised the uh, the question. Of that. Would you want them living next door to you? Um, so absolutely not. I think she's a compulsive liar. I think her and that husband stroke boyfriend who's a paedophile. I think they just don't know what the truth is. They'll tell lies. I read a biography, says Alan, about a mafia hitman from the 70s. In it, he has to prove his loyalty to the mob by murdering a total stranger. Yeah, I mean, well, this is what I think this is. But then, again, if that had been your son, your daughter, your mother, your father, some perfect stranger just comes up behind them and knifes them. I mean, really. You know, the sooner they, they find this person, they don't stand a cat in hell's chance of finding it. The police are woefully undermanned. The paperwork they've got to fill in and everything else, and then you have to go through the ridiculous court thing. It's the families; they must know what's going on. Somebody says here, uh, Gary Bushell's a member of Mensa. Just goes to show, IQ tests aren't all they're cracked up to be. He's been a he's been a member for years, actually. And uh, uh, Ali is with me on Law and Order. It's just gone to pot, literally. It's gone to pieces. It's gone to pieces. It's absolutely ridiculous. There's nothing you can do. You walk around town on a Saturday night. I mean, seriously, if you had a suit of armour on, you'd be a lot better off. Very dangerous. Uh, Steve, we've got some exciting news about Godspell at the Brentwood Centre. Chesney Hawks is back to play the lead, but he won't be the one and only Hawks on stage. He'll be joined by his 17-year-old son, Casey First time they've been on stage together. Later on this week, we announced the Essex-based former X Factor contestant who is playing John the Baptist. Exciting times, says Mark. I didn't even know Chesney Hawkes was married, and he's got a seventeen-year-old son not old enough to have a son. Good Lord, that's amazing. Uh, Steve, what on earth is a nurse is is a sploth, says Marty. You know, you you smoke a sploth. You, you sort of you roll it. I th- yeah, it's 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 the it's taken from the from the marijuana. And you you get some um, paper paper out. I don't know what sort of paper, just paper. And then you put the um, the stuff, the marijuana, mixed with some tobacco, and you put it in there. And then you roll it and look at like that. And then you let it dry. And then you you twist the end of it, and and then you and then you smoke it. And then you start laughing, for no logical reason. And it's in some parts of the country who don't have. It's a spluff. We know it as a sploff. So there you go. I hope that's uh, sorted it out, uh, uh, Marty. Somebody says, bring back conscription, give kids some discipline. We won't get them to turn up. We can't get people out of the country, let alone get them into the armed forces. God, I, mean, I mean, that would be the miracle of all miracles. Mary says, the government has cut police budgets. Police forces are not able to recruit new officers. Community policing has ceased to be. I know. I mean, I, I, I sometimes think, I wonder how far I could get if I shoplifted. From, I mean, I wouldn't. But it, imagine if you did. How easy is it? The answer is, terribly easy. Terribly. Nobody's going to stop you. Nobody's going to stop they're, they're too worried in case somebody produces. I've told you, I've seen parents shoplifting with their, with their children. You get people like that. People from the, let's just call them the wrong side of town. You know, eventually it's all going to go pear-shaped. You'll have to queue up outside a shop and throw a hatch. Somebody say, what, what do you need? Bananas. Yeah, get some bananas for you. It'd be like going into Argus and buying something. You look through the catalogue, decide what you want to eat, and that's how it will be. Because it's too... You know, you've got to stop people... Th- As I say, the only shops people don't thieve from are sort of Kentucky Fried Chicken and Spadulike. That's the only ones. And if a shop owner reports a theft of goods worth under 200 quid, the police don't even bother going round. That's how bad it's got. Oh, I tell you, very shortly. I mean, we used to have years ago... What were those people called they used to ride the, the subway? They were... Anyway, they, they were sort of vigilantes. Sort of vigi- to make sure that people were safe. Of course, there was always the opportunity that they, they could actually be in the wrong carriage at the wrong time. But uh, I wouldn't want to be stuck downstairs, thank you very much indeed. Another one here. 84850. You say Michael Jackson isn't here to defend himself. Well, neither was Jimmy Savile. But there's no doubt in my mind that the Savile investigation was a good thing, says Ben. I still don't believe Michael Jackson. I think Michael Jackson was so wrapped up in his music and so wrapped up in everything. Uh, I just thought he was he was a child. It's apparently a s- splife. S- I don't think so. No, no, definitely not. No, it's sploff or spluff. And I think if you go past the Watford Gap, it's definitely spluff. Pretty certain. Aberdeen boy knows that. Uh, The producer knows that as well, because it's been sort of drummed into us, so we're aware. Yes, and in the Scottish island, of course, it's sploof. Have you had a sploof today? And, you know, and that, you know, and somebody go, no, I had a spluff. And they go, oh, have a sploof. This one's nice. This one's cherry flavour. Maggie's in Codsall. and, And somebody says, I've just seen your picture for the first time. Here we go. Here we go. What do you mean for the first time? Heaven, uh, what do you mean the first time? Are you on another planet or something? How can you only have just seen my picture for the first time? Everybody's seen my picture. Aren't you handsome? Yeah, what? Yeah, of course. You sound surprised. But um, uh, anyway, makes me laugh out loud. Good. That's what we like. Jimmy says, I'm always told by one of my directors to employ various people with degrees and letters after their name. I own my business that employs these people and don't have a qualification to rub together. Who's got the higher IQ? Me or him? Well, both of my, my team, my team, my team, have, have got qualifications. I'm still earning more. And I haven't got any qualifications at all. But I do have the gift of of acceptance and saying the right thing. You know, it's difficult nowadays. I appreciate I always say to people, stay on at school and get qualifications. I don't know why. It doesn't seem to make any difference at all. Uh, knife crime and feral scum. All it's all down to the don't hit or punish your kids brigade. Where are these big mouth psychological pretenders now? Says Steve. Yes, nobody disciplines children. You know, and it, I mean, you have a classic example, don't you, of Jordan with a son who is nearly twice the height that he, that she is. He's sixteen. He can do her physical damage. He could do her a lot of physical damage, and and they're frightened. That's why she's uh, thinking of putting him in a home. Apparently, uh, Steve says Spliff in Southeast London. No, it's splife. Why are people not getting this right? Honestly, you don't understand anything. Obviously, I haven't lived through the 70s. And then somebody says, you're such a m- m- maroon. No, it's macaroon. And then says, it's called a split. And somebody else says, it's called a split. Where are you getting these words from? Honestly, just make it up, don't you? Make it up. You obviously had tomato soup too early this morning. Or haddock chowder. Uh, front page of the Daily Star. Sorry, of the uh, the Daily Star. How far wrong could I be? The Daily Mail. The shocking scale of youth knife crime revealed. Children with stab wounds doubled in five years. Knife point robberies up 50%. And then stabbed in the back Jodie Chesney, 17 years old. Do you know, I can't even begin to tell you that if they catch that person, and I would love to think that somebody would sort of dob somebody in for doing something as cowardly and shallow as that, that they string them up. Seriously, there's no... There's nothing to deter people from doing anything now. Really. The Guardian Angels were the people on the subway who... Who sort of uh, looked after? People. I never actually went on a carriage where there was a guardian angel on there. Claire says we, we stopped a twelve-year-old who put 120 quid worth of makeup brushes in a school bag. We called the police and her mother. She's banned from the shopping centre. Well, actually, they had one the other day. It was two young girls. They'd gone out shoplifting. Quite clearly, the old family shoplifted because when they called the mother, she did this fake bit about you really mustn't steal things. Well, you know what? Do you, and you think they do this on a daily basis? It's spliffers in cliff. Spliff, is it? No, I don't think so. Thank you, Chris. And in Australia, they, they call it a spliff, says Rebecca Sure, I don't know. Yeah, it's, all, it's a bit different over there, isn't it? I don't think they have drugs in Australia, do they? I don't think so. Well, probably aspirin or paracetamol, I think. But uh, halib orange, one of my favourites.
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC. It's
1: interesting, actually, the more you read about this uh, this Michael Jackson Video. In in one of it, one of the boys who was given a piece of jewellery, surprisingly, still has it. Still has it. And holds it up to the camera. As I say, whether you believe it or believe it not, it's up to you. Steve says, your qualification is obviously down to your parents who had the foresight to have you vaccinated with a gramophone needle. Yes. I don't know. It's funny, isn't it, really? The police told me, Steve. To stop reporting shoplifters as I was destroying their stats. One year, one store lost 200,000 quid. They didn't always come in shoplifting with the kids. They couldn't be bothered, so sent the kids in alone and waited in the car. Yeah, we get that round our way as well. People go out thieving. That's what they do. They have no intention of paying for it. They just pick it up and walk out. Nobody stops them. Ridiculous. All the time we've got Christian values guiding the justice system, says Peter. We'll always be turning the other cheek. Yep. Well, we, we've ended up with, with the country that we we probably deserve, I should imagine. I saw somebody the other day. I should, I, mean, I tell you, if I was a police officer, I'd be so busy all the time, I'd never go home. It was a bloke, he was jumping the barrier. Not jumping over the barrier, he pushed in behind a woman who was going through. I'd have stopped her and said, stop, don't move any further. This man's not paying. You know, people like that, I think, deserve to be thrown in court and then into prison. Uh, Steve, I'm just about to start my day as a frontline police officer. The day will consist of domestic disputes, mental health crises, neighbour disputes and not a lot of crime. It's now routine. I'd love to go out and deal directly with knife crime, but we never have the time. The resources were always tied up. Yeah. That's all police officers do now. In fact, they actually had a police officer interviewed on the television a few weeks back, and he said, I joined uh, I joined the police force to, uh, to arrest criminals, not come around and deal with drunks and people on drugs and stuff like that. You know, or we found crystal meth or something. I can understand them raiding drug houses. But, you know, the the sort of the stupid people they have to deal with because social services are woefully undermanned and woefully underfunded are just people who are drunk. You see them all over the place. They're not just lying in shop doorways now. They're all over the place. You know, the drunk could be the person you're working with. Uh, Steve, the only way to stop knife crime is to let the public deal with it. The powers to be can't or won't, says Ted. Well, interestingly enough, Nick Ferrari at breakfast this morning. With two 17-year-olds having been stabbed to death in two cities just over two days, the previous Met Police Commissioner will join Nick to reveal what he thinks is going so badly wrong. I don't know how they can solve it, unless you wave a magic wand. Nick will also be joined live in the studio by the Health and Social Care Secretary, with Matt Hancock taking your calls. Plus, with the director of the controversial new Michael Jackson documentary also joining Nick on the programme, he'll be asking if you think it's time for us all to stop listening to the King of Pop's legendary songs. That's all and more with Nick Ferrari this morning from seven for breakfast here on LBC. Is it right Barbara Windsor was married to one of the Cray twins? No. Solved that problem straight away, didn't it, really? I mean, seriously, you must have a computer. You must be able to check these sort of things. She did know the Crays, as indeed did quite a lot of people in the East End. Uh, Warning over the drop in child organ donors. And they're hoping that uh, there are 177 children. On the transplant list, 17 have died waiting for one in 2018, and uh, for some reason, bereaved parents were asked to consider donating their children's organs after it emerged that the rate's not gone up significantly in years. But unfortunately, I can I see what a lot of parents think; they think they don't want to do something like that, but it can help. Some people do it, some people some people don't. Uh, the family, English Defence League founder, uh, that's Stephen. What's his face? Yaxley-Lennon, um, he uh, had legal papers delivered to his home last night from the lawyers of a 16-year-old Syrian refugee he accused of attacking British girls. Oh, well, there you go, Stephen. I mean, yeah, never, never a dull existence. Uh, Holly says, what you call a sploff is called a splurf in the West Country. Ah, see, I know. <laughs> I know that we're now getting there. Uh, Janice says, thank you for starting my day well. I was on the bus at the weekend, says uh, Cosima. Spotted a chap who took a pair of garden plies out of his bag and sat there with him on show. Couldn't take my eyes off him. I know, some very there's some very peculiar people getting on buses. Or well, just not getting on buses. And uh, one here, how can that listener blame the justice system being lax by saying it's Christian? Far from it. If it was Christian, there'd be harsher punishments. Well, I mean, I suppose we have to start thinking about, you know, what sort of punishment is suitable for somebody who's prepared to stab somebody for no reason. Somebody they don't even know. What would would be the, I mean, you know, I think my idea of taking them up in an aeroplane over the English Channel opening the door and pushing them out with no parachute. (laughs) Uh, Steve, easy solution for drunks. If they require medical or police attention, they should pull out a card machine and ask for a set fee. These people can barely stand up. They can't do anything like that. They don't, they don't even know where they are. They have no idea. The police have to deal with drunks on a daily basis. People who are violent, aggressive. People who spit at them. Spit at them. You know, you feel like... You spit at me, I tell you, you're going down straight away. Let them worry about that. Connie says, you're so right. People have no manners. Feet on the seats, creating rubbish on London buses. Sick behaviour. Do you think it'll make a difference if eating on London buses could be banned? I'd be more than happy to see it banned. You see people sitting there, you think, I'm sorry, what are you eating on the bus for? I saw a woman eating a curry once on the bus. A curry. Where do these peasants come from? Steve, one can have quite high IQ levels and yet still make poor value judgments. Just look at, um, at AP. What's AP? Oh, AP, I see. Fancy choosing to wear undersized purple and mustard coloured tops. I rest my case. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on it. But the trouble is, he's the best that was available in the price bracket. And and he's actually turned out. I mean, he had a very bad week last week. This week, he's going to have a much, much better week. I hope. because we don't want another week like last week, do we? Last week was very stressful for him. Honestly, we nearly had tears. And then he's like, phoning over the weekend. And uh, uh, new arrivals at Gatwick Airport. Can you book cabs, please? Says Monica. A bit more comfortable than a train in rush hour. P.S. Time for coffee. So not all bad and uh, what we knew, need to do is get rid of all the police and put robocop in their place that'd be cool says mike yep i mean it's it's the fact that there is somebody sleeping in a bed at this precise moment in time who the other day went out and stabbed a perfect stranger in the back and she died that's you know what, that's you're starting you go into some of the inner cities i mean the, these inner city sinker states they're swarming with people like that you know, they hang around, they think they're being all big and butch and all the rest of it. You just wish you could be like sort of a superhero and sort of solve the problem very quickly. Oh, well, never mind, it probably won't. Oh, I see that Johnny Wilkinson is set to bank up to £6.3 million. <laughs> For what? He's kicked his image rights company into voluntary liquidation. Companies House documents reveal that Johnny W Limited, which looked after his uh, commercial deals, had £6.2 million in cash... 208,000 owed to it and paid out 110,000 in corporation tax and national insurance. On earth does he end up with that much money? That's a phenomenal amount for somebody I didn't even know was still around. I mean, he's best known for winning England the 2003 Rugby World Cup. But, um, oh, he's an ambassador for a healthcare insurance company. He's got a clothing brand as well and uh, and a range of, uh, of soft drinks. Oh, that's why. So there you go. 6.3 Six point three million. Seems quite quite good, doesn't it? Also, first pundits sacked for sexist banter. Then one left his partner for their daughter's friend. Now, wife shows Andy Gray red card over sexts to nurse and dog breeder. What is it with these people? It's all going on, isn't it? All going on. These these people who work at uh, at sport nowadays. Perhaps they've got a lot of testosterone. Testosterone rushing about their uh, their little bodies. I wonder. Uh, also, 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 Andrew Pierce's column, a by-election. It's not what the doctor ordered. And there she is, looking as if she's on another planet. Yes, unfortunately, it's Diane Abbott again, pictured in the, uh, in the paper. Plus, the child genius, 12 years old. I'll give you just one of her uh, questions. Um, upright plants such as Cooksonia first emerge in which geological period? She knew that one. Beginning with C, what process do alkalines undergo to make alkaness? What name is given to the period of extreme rapid expansion of the universe immediately after the Big Bang? She knew that. She's 12 years old. The answers, okay. The answers are... No. No, I'm not going to give you the answers. Well, I will give you the
0: answers in a moment. You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Knife crime, says Vilas, won't stop till families take responsibility for their children and stop producing children. They can't be bothered to manage them. Oh, God, we've got more prams being pushed around by single mothers now than ever before. They just, oh, must get a baby. Must get a baby. you have even got it in, in Towie. Gemma Collins, oh, must have a baby. Everybody else has got a baby. Try and find a boyfriend, first love. Parents themselves are drunk and don't have manners uh, for teaching their children. Well, they don't, they don't have any control over them. You get 10 year olds roaming the streets. Ten-year-olds, it's ridiculous. Rob says political correctness is killing people. The police should be stepping up, stop and So they haven't got enough. They haven't got enough people out there to do it. It's all started going wrong, says Stephen Slip when they changed it from being a police force to being a police service. Yeah, <sighs> dear. Sad, sad irony regarding the East London stabbing police station closure programme, means the incident was less than half a mile from where the local police station used to be. It's now a supermarket. Enough said, says Peter. That's it now, isn't it? That's why it's lawless on the street. That's why the little gangs of you know, the kiddies on their motorcycles. I jam a metal bar in between their wheels. I couldn't care less if they fall off and break their legs. That's that's neither here nor there. Eddie says, when you go to Aberdeen, you better buy some lovely sheepskin rugs for your Bentley if it doesn't have them already. We have them. Uh, Julie says, here in Germany, it's called a spluff. It's an umlaut. You know how to say that with your experience of Vienna. Yes, thank you. Yes, I could do umlauts. I could do anything like that, actually. And um, another one, uh, Ian says, be careful what you say about severe punishment for criminals. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's a brilliant one. I think we have to the police go into court more times than anybody else. And they walk out with that disappointed look on their face. You know, we can't send that person back. They might be attacked in their own country. The fact they've committed murder here seems to make not one jot of difference. So I'm calling for major, major reforms. Of, uh, of some, there's no, there's no sort of, anything is there really that deters people from committing crime. They're prepared to go in and beat up some poor man and woman in their shop so they can steal from them. That's, that's about how bad it gets. And there's nothing you can do about it. And they go, oh, well, they probably had a bad upbringing. Yep. They're going to nowhere, though, aren't they? Robin Chertsey says knife-carrying solution. was I, When I was young, we all feared national service and would do anything to avoid it. If the penalty for carrying a knife or gun was to be immediately put in the army for two years, it would change their attitude and give them a trade. No, they'll just abscond. They'll just abscond. They won't even turn up. Yeah, so they'll learn different ways of killing people. Oh, look, here's a gun. How fantastic. Let's go and nick those. So, I mean, I wish it was the solution, but it isn't. Kevin says... The politicians and do-gooders don't seem to have a clue how people live on sink estates. I delivered to quite a few rougher estates in the 80s and 90s. It was an eye-opener. Living in each other's pockets and low-level criminality is accepted, and so is making their own rules. I know. You see it. I mean, you, I've, God, I've seen more inner-city estates and everything else. But Anyway, changing the subject. Johnny Depp has alleged that his ex-wife, Amber Heard, started an affair with a billionaire tycoon within a month of their wedding. I never liked Amber Heard. I, read, I don't know why. He says here, uh, this is in a defamation lawsuit, he's suing her for up to £50 million after she accused him of domestic violence. He's basically turned it around and said, rather than being a victim, his ex-wife was a perpetrator of domestic violence. And, um, as I say, perhaps they're just not very pleasant people. Perhaps they're just not very pleasant people. Uh, they found, there's a bloke here who's found an alligator. when they When they first, it was in the Mississippi state of Georgia, Uh, They pulled this thing out. It's £700. Now, I don't know what £700 means in proper money, but this thing is... This thing, I mean, it's enormous. And and I don't... They must have killed it because it's lying there in the middle of a road. Not the best thing to see, is it, really? Uh, A ringless finger alone on her birthday. Yes, it's the dreary couple, Chloe, cooling on her hot felon. I don't know why, why people bother, actually. So he, he's on his, he, he fell on his feet with her. He managed to convince her. I'm really interested. But I love the picture. My favourite picture is a lady of 86 called Hazel. She lives on the Devon coastline. The place where she lives, they've started putting scaffolding up. And she can't see her view. So she climbed up the scaffolding and, uh, and took, took the boards down. <laughs> Seems a bit dangerous. And, uh, and that and that's that what it was. Chris Rea's birthday today, 68. Happy birthday to him. Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Sam Taylor-Johnson, the filmmaker from Croydon, started out as an artist who made a name with the video of David Beckham sleeping, if only. Born on this day, uh, Sir Patrick Moore, from the sky at night, he was born in 1923, died a few years back. And Miriam McAber, who died in 2008. Also, Happy Birthday, in 1924, written by US teacher sisters, Patty and Mildred Hill, was first published. Just think, if they'd known about making money out of it, they could have made a small fortune. Small fortune. And uh, Charlie Chaplin once said, it's your quote of the day. All I need to make a comedy is a park, a policeman and a pretty girl. That's exactly what he did, wasn't it, really? Oh, Mary Quant, still rocking the old-fashioned world. I used to love those Mary Quant uh, designs. So, 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 so. This uh, poor Jodie Chesney. Front page, this must just just pile on the agony for the parents, I should imagine. And uh, stab wounds, children with stab wounds doubling in five years. They think this this could have been one of these killings where they test you to see if they want you in their gang. And so, can you go out and kill somebody? Yeah, go and kill her. And some thicko with no brain cell at all who's hopefully going to die horribly from drug addiction is, uh, is going out there and doing things like that. Why? I've got no idea. She didn't know them. They didn't know her either. Uh, Front page of the Times, questions for ex-MI5 boss over abuse MP, and uh, Storm Freya, I mean they always get a great picture, this is uh, Porthcall Pier in South Wales, Uh, winds of 90 miles an hour and forecasters warned of a risk to life. Front page of the Express, will somebody be a millionaire on the quiz show tonight, they'll do anything to get you to watch this thing. So that, so they, they've they come up with, obviously it was recorded halfway down the thing, and uh, somebody's going to, he gets through all, all the questions, so he goes for the million. Will he get the million pounds? Got to wait for the whole programme, but he gets all 14 answers right. Because apparently they've changed the format of it. I'm not going to bother watching that bit, I'll just sort of tune in at the end. Uh, Daily Star, Ricky Gervais, I'm quitting the snowflake television thing. Uh, also boxer AJ in Ronaldo, Rape Row. Can read of that later. The Mirror, Mary Berry making perfect puddings. I like the little parcels with custard in. That, 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 to me, sounds sounds delicious. And the scholarship boy, Yousef, dreamed of being a heart surgeon. Caring Jodie was a scout and A-level student. Both brilliant lives ahead of them. Both dead. Both stabbed by perfect strangers. You have to ask yourself the question, what are the government going to do about it? Everybody's got loads of ideas. Plenty of chat. No bloomin' action, is there? Front page of The Sun. Is this really a picture of sleazy Philip Green kissing a grimacing worker as she sits nervously on his uh, on his lap. I don't know where they get those those pictures from. I wasn't sure I said earlier whether he was a lucky likey this person on there. I don't know. Guardian. Here's a picture of Grace Jones. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Taking to the runway for Tory Hill figure. Oh blimey, I thought she was washed up years ago. That's the one who hit Russell Harter, you remember. And uh, she she obviously thought she was some big celebrity. Certainly not. Uh, Daily Telegraph, gifted public schoolboy, latest victim of knife crime epidemic. And, um, inquiry is gutless, says Lord Janner's son, because the son of Lord Janner has accused the government's inquiry into child sex abuse of being gutless and weak amid fears it will re-examine discredited claims against deceased politicians. Junk food TV adverts before 9pm banned. Oh, we are a little country of snowflakes, aren't we? Mustn't advertise anything on the television because you might want to go out and actually buy it. Good Lord above. Anyway, that's it for this morning. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Welcome to Monday. Enjoy your day because Tuesday's another day. Before I go, what's coming up on my free podcast? On the little bit extra, I'll be offering some special advice to all the budding Z-listers out there and sadly there are plenty of them. Just need to get into a relationship and then end it. ...in a hurry. You'll also hear about a new statue in Los Angeles... ...which depicts most of David Beckham. Whatever that is on top of his head. Now, it doesn't look like what's on the top of the statue, though. And I've got some bad news for little Liam Payne... ...to distract him from arguing with teenagers on Twitter. Naomi might be hanging around with other blokes... ...closer to her own age. Get my drift. My little bit extra is available very shortly on the LBC app... ...and on the Global Player app as well. So you can listen live to LBC and this programme other LBC programmes, as well as listening to a range of podcasts. If you haven't done it, do have a listen to my In Conversation from last night, because uh, it's a cracker. It's a cracker. You can hear Barbara Windsor's husband talking about uh, her dementia. Coming up at 10 o'clock this morning, James O'Brien. But right now, with breakfast this Monday morning, it's Nick Ferrari.
0: If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from 4am Monday to Friday and Sunday from 5am.